Let's go. What is up, dudes, dudettes, and all my beautiful people of the interwebs? It is Saturday, so you know what time it is. It's time it to is. go beyond. Welcome to the United States of Smash with the Smash Podcast. How's everyone doing out there? I got to tell you, today is a good day. But it's also been just a, a good month because, as we all know, it it's Pride Month. You know, we're celebrating love and all the goodness for everyone on any spectrum of the queer you know, however they identify. And because of that, I decided that we're going to pull up a topic here and talk about some of our favorite queer characters in anime because they've been represented for quite some time, so I think it's time that we actually give them some love. But before we do that, let's meet who we got here on the panel. As mm. always, we've frauding up in this place, so people are going to be trailing in late because of the fact that we always do stuff when the show goes live because we are a bunch of bums. But bums. let's... Just straight up bums, but let's go to our most resident bum of all, Mr. Fraudalise Fraudalise. What's going on, people? Uh, it's Pride Month, so we're gonna have an interesting discussion in the beginning, and I'm ready to get into this. So let's go, of course. And we got our our Nintendo bro himself, Mr. Oh, Switch yes, King. yes, 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 uh, yes, Nintendo Direct. What's going what's on? Man, you know, got this vacation coming up. Your boy is about to be doing some awesome things on this vacation. Mainly nothing, because I've been doing this working. And so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be revamping the old YouTube, doing, still doing the streaming. I hit affiliate like last week, so I'm excited about that on the old Twitch. So doing well there. And then you I'm mean last be- last week when you got that work on that SoCal? No. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. There was no work given. There was no uh, work given. Oh, you received lots received. of work. I got the, I got the tapes. On your part. I got the tapes. I got the tapes too, man. You can go ahead and look it up, bro. You got that work. You got lucky one time. That's all. I, I beat bro, you three in a row and made Maxi a comeback. But smashing, bro. This uh, dude over here think he fire at SoCalver. He ain't mad. nothing. But either way, like I said, I'm revamping the YouTube, getting ready to start up, got ready. Um, I'm doing all I'm doing the uh, Nindy showcases as well as the Nintendo stuff, but then I'm also going to start dabbling into anime, anime reviews, anime discussions. I think that's uh, a niche that I have right now, so I'm really going to try going after that. So that's what I got down the pipes, and I'm excited, and that's why I'm here to talk about anime because that's like one of my new favorite things in the world. Oh yeah, and as as for all of us here, you know that that's something we all love. And now our other resident bum finally showed up, Mr. Operation. What was up? Tell me if it's loud here. I mean, I can hear the TV in the background a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, you good right now, though. But yeah, so we almost got the whole crew here. But yeah, man, it's it's always good to have you on, Nick. I'm glad that we've gotten you back into anime since you've made the transition back into it. um, Since you came back uh, and were asking with us. So it's good to see how much of a passion that you that it's grown for you. So that's, you know, really good to see. That's what we love. That's what we want to share here is our passion be able to bring new fans into the series. Yes, sir. And, yes, and sir. So many new things. So on to our topics, because I'm going to wait until we get our last boy in here, because this one's going to be something to, to see for everyone. We already started talking about it in the pregame, but we're going to talk about it right now. Fairy tale. Yeah, he's coming back. Creator of Fairy Tale finally released a statement and a Haters. synopsis of his new series, Eden's And it's as disappointing as you would expect it to be. Uh, y'all are just hating. Set whole nother universe just in space 
with time dragons. Out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Now, I, I will say this much. The fact that it was a whole nother universe does bother me. That 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 part does bother me. I was really hoping that it would have just been like some futuristic thing. Wait, so it's not in the fairytale world at all? No, it's not nope. in the fairytale world at all. It's maybe like in the same you know, no, universe no, 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 and they're just far as Oh, man. No, 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 sir. No, sir. Yes, it yes, is. No, is. sir. No, that, sir. Why the fuck do they have happy in there? No, no, no. I, I didn't say. Fuck? I'm not saying no that it's not trash. I, I agree that that's messed up. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that. I, yeah. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Y'all, y'all bring me on the show and y'all parade me around as if I'm this biggest fairy tale apologist, which I'm not. Okay, I just only <laughs> happen. I just happened to recently finish. The whole series this past year out of devotion and dedication because you're proving am, our point right now. <laughs> I am I am dedicated to finishing <laughs> something. And I will have to say right now, I enjoyed bits and pieces of it. There's a lot of parts that I didn't like about it, but I did finish it. Um and and, and fairy tales okay. It's not the greatest. It's cheesy. Uh, there's parts that I did like, there's parts I don't like, but this right here, this Eden Zero, like I gotta go with Neth. Why is Happy in there? Why is Plu in there? Like this little snowman with the unicorn nose. Like why is he in there? Because apparently that's his favorite thing to bring across every look, story. Look, does. look that. No, come on, man. Like leave, leave it out. Leave it out. If it's a new, if it's a whole new universe, I don't know why you gotta have it. I mean, that just must be his obsession is having mascots. And I, it feels that, like a that actually story. is. That's what he says. He, okay, like, those are his mascots, apparently. Okay, but here's the deal. Like, it, but it almost just cries out of for attention. Like, hey, look at me, look at me, look what I'm doing. Instead of like doing something new and like banking on the fact that fairy tale is dope. You're I, over I here don't get why he wants to put it in a different universe. Maybe he just wants to separate himself from fairy tale in that past. But ultimately, it would have been more cool if it was no. the same universe. Yeah, it, I would have given maybe. Some, uh, some credit they could do a crossover and stuff it has dragons that would have been cool to me i mean i would have given them less like issues if it was you know yeah that but no no he's he's straight up using his same character designs and everything that's that's the most disappointing part is the same character designs like yeah the main protagonist looks like he is a mixture of Grey and Natsu. Like, he literally just took those two characters. Oh, I like these two characters. Let me just mash them together and turn them into one person. Like, that's kind of the biggest thing. It, it does reek of unoriginality, but I, me, I, I'm not the type of person that just wants to bury somebody off the bat. So I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going gi- to give it a watch or two whenever it comes out. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys on this one. This is It's not a good look. It's not, it's not a good look at all. Yeah, it's not. But I mean, in all fairness, a lot of people who have read the manga, the first chapter said it's not as bad as you would imagine. But I'll wait until the anime comes out, watch the first episode, and probably hate it like fairy tale. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, because right now I believe it launches the the manga anyway launches in Crunchyroll's manga. I think next month. Yeah. So it's it's going to be something. Look. I always need to stop hating on fairy tale. <laughs> All right, just let it go. Hey, it's just okay. so you guys know, this was be the man okay. in pregame who trashed One Piece, but it's like, man, fairy tale, it's not so bad. Stop hating on it. Here's a here's a here's uh, a here's one thing. Hold on, hold on, Neth, Neth. This is just one thing you need to learn about me. I am a, 
um piece of crap. shit for, for that, that too <laughs> <laughs> but for lack of a better word i am a uh oh my gosh what's that word i done forgot when you go against the grain just because yeah i get you i'm i'm, I'm one of those people when it comes to certain things like people everybody keeps telling me oh my gosh one piece is amazing i'm just like yeah you know it's all yeah. right in all but, fairness one piece is so fucking hard to get into because it's so fucking long it's too long it is ridiculous but you know it's all good though it's all good i don't hate anybody who likes it because i do understand like why it's such a big thing right now yeah. i'm getting right now i just started on tokyo ghoul and i'm getting to start uh hunter x hunter that's like the two on my list right now oh hunter so, x hunter you're gonna have a fucking trip with that one that's just, so that's just those, yeah those are the two on my list right now uh i finally finished the first episode of tokyo ghoul re as bloody told me to do so i'm excited about so i got through it i fell asleep the first time because I was really tired, and I finally got to the part where he was like, "Oh, you need to watch get to the end," because that's where the big, big, uh, the big uh, catch is. I was like, "Okay, cool, fine." I got there finally, bloody. So you're welcome. <laughs> Where's bloody at? I think bloody's just trying to take in. Like, how, how was this man so smooth? He like he undercut one piece and part up the fairy tale isn't so bad. Damn. You got talent for this. I don't know. I think, but <laughs> I, maybe. <laughs> Where are you, buddy? Buddy, did you get DC'd, bro? He might have got DC'd. Uh oh, that's not good. Uh, it says we're still alive in the chat. I know it says we're still alive, but I don't know where he's at. Someone make sure the dude's all right. All right. Uh, eventually he'll come back. Maybe as a <laughs> phone call. Um. Okay, so this is awkward. Well, right. okay, how about this? Why do you like Fairy Tale? How about that? Why do I like? He says he got DC'd, so buddy got DC'd. So that's that. There we go. So we may end up not being live here in a minute. But why do I like Fairy Tale? I don't. I don't. I don't mind Fairy Tale. Let me just put it that way. I only watch Fairy Tale because my buddy at work was like, "Dude, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this anime. It's so it's so good." And I was like, "Okay, sure." Then he told me it was like two hundred and seventy something episodes, and I was like, "I'm not sure if I'm all about that." And so the only reason why I watch it is because he kind of drove me to watch it and he kept telling me to watch it. I, I'm not a big, big, huge fan. I just don't mind it. Well, did you like finish it though? Like yes, I did finish it. I did okay. finish the whole thing. All uh, um, just so you, I think I admitted this on the show or whatever. Even though I hate on Fairy Tale, I actually watched all of it ironically. I watched except all of it. The only- except for the zero arc, you know, like after like the ending of Fairy Tale. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch the zero arc. It was horrible. Don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't watch that. But my here's my thing with with um fairy tale like there's there's parts that are good there are some seasons where the saga like this where i'm watching it i'm like this is a really really good season with the story and everything um the story where they went to the other world that was a good one but then there's also some stories like uh the neo arashi on Sace. i hated that one like there's just a bunch of arcs in it that uh, was, that was, was bad that last arc was just garbage like, yeah the one with the dragons was garbage the demon one and yeah it was fucking terrible. But my favorite, my favorite, also trash. But my favorite arc was the one uh, where all the guilds uh, faced off against each other. Yeah, that was that was my favorite arc of of of, of all of them. But yeah, there there are bits and pieces like the one thing about fairy tale that really drives me nuts though is is artifact. <laughs> Not to thank you for coming back. Not to conveniently and everybody in fairy tale just conveniently can just gain power. Because through of my friendship, friend, through, through, through friendship and not working hard, which is annoying because and, and that's ultimately his downfall as a writer. I don't know if he'll improve yes, in Eden Zero, but that's why a lot of people have a problem with him because it, friendship, bullshit, power ups, 
are just too common in his fucking work. Right. It, and it, and it's really it, cheesy. The issue is he relies on too many shonen tropes. And, and and that's and that's the problem. It's just like, while yes, that, that's an aspect of shonen, it shouldn't be the crutch of everything. It's like, oh, I could magically power up at just any point, and then she's like, even when that's enough, just Hey, all of us together as friends can defeat right. anything. That's right. That's a sad crutch, and that shows a failure of his writing. Because I, I give crap to Tite Kubo, and and Tite Kubo has a lot of talent. But the thing is, like with Bleach, he he wrote so much into it, and had to keep coming up with these ridiculous forms to keep making Ichigo stronger and stronger. That he eventually got to the point that he wrote himself into a corner because of it. Like the very last form with the like villain at the very end of it, who was basically God. That <laughs> how the the form that that he had to create for Ichigo to basically take down God was so out of left field, made no sense on how it came to be. That it was just a failure of his writing. What we've seen with the the creator for for Fairy Tale is that he does the same thing. But he's using no skill. He's just using the the tropes that is so common exactly. to be exactly. able to use as a crutch to get through with his which writing. Is, which is what annoys me so much. Like I said, there's the, like there's bits and pieces that I that I find that I didn't like. But fucking zero. <laughs> but yes, if, when it comes to Eden Zero, that's what I'm looking out for. Will he change his ways, or will this be? Fairy tale part two in space. That's what I'm waiting to see. I think it's gonna be fairy tale in space, and I'm just gonna be like, okay, whatever. Um, but I'm still looking out for it. It's still on my radar. Mm. Whether that's like good or bad, whether we're <laughs> gonna crap. No, no, no. And here's the deal. It's on all. And I know y'all are gonna say whatever, but it's on all y'all's radar because I know y'all cannot wait to watch this thing. And then <laughs> well, it's gonna be a while. It's, so it's gonna be a while before we see it because, like I said, the manga for it launches next month in in Crunchyroll's manga section. So Either it is way, definitely. Gonna be I know y'all can't wait for it. I know y'all can't wait for it. Nah, we good. No, because <laughs> no, y'all are because everybody here because y'all some haters and y'all just want to hate on this thing. That's what I'm saying. Y'all just can't wait just to be like, see, I told you so, and then y'all just gonna dump on it in the next podcast. Yo, I'm not even gonna lie, he's kind of accurate on that. Exactly, uh, I'm not one hundred percent accurate. I know what y'all be doing. No, no. That, that's that's Neff because he's a fraud. I stand by what I said. First episode and take a shit on it. Fake mate says I'm only hyped for DB and my hero. Well, I mean, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, speaking of DB, we got that new Dragon Ball Heroes coming out tomorrow. Yeah, the first episode, right? Oh, it's yep. coming out tomorrow. Yeah, it does. July yes, 1st. I'm going to watch it. What's so, it on? Uh, I know it's going to be on Crunchyroll and Funimation. I don't know if it's right, it's on, I don't know if it's premiering on Toonami. I'm, I'm assuming it's not going to have a simulcast. <laughs> no, uh, no. No, this one is not because it's already been confirmed by uh, Toei and Akira Toriyama that this series is just kind of an interim until they bring back Dragon Ball Super and it is non-canon. Because I thought Dragon is, Ball yeah. Super was over. No, Dragon Ball Super is taking a break. Yeah. Oh they they had to hit a finale. I think they should have just ended it right there. No, no because of the fact that See, they're, 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 they're going to bring it back. A lot because, of things from Super. They're going to yeah. work a lot of things from Super. They're, well, one the one thing that we know is that they're reworking the art because uh the new artist uh Nani Takahashi, I think his name, or Noe yeah. Takahashi, 
who is helping with the with the art style that we're gonna see in the movie in December. He's gonna be taken on full time under Toei and Funimation to help with Dragon Ball's art when Dragon Ball Super returns. And I believe they're either gonna be back in a year to two years. Yeah. Because they're trying to rework the art. That's why we're getting that high detailed artwork and, and style that we're seeing in the trailer for the Dragon Ball Super movie. That's way more to do with the art. I mean, uh, way more to do with the story than uh, the art, though. Oh yeah, the the art is a big thing because the fact that they had that that back and forth with the animation that we kind of saw throughout the 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 uh universe, the battle yeah. for the universe arc. Or power I mean, tournament. Do, do we even care about the story in Dragon Ball? Like, I know it has its moments, like when Vegeta sacrificed himself. You, you, gotta realize, you gotta realize, in today's modern age, not it's having sorry. a story, especially in Dragon Ball, no matter what it is, it can be Dragon Ball, but it needs to have a decent story. Or it, it, does, it has to have some semblance of a story because yeah, when it's too convoluted, or that, but super, I think that's as far as you'll get. For, like Goku Black Art, I think that's the type of stuff you'll get going forward. Like I don't imagine the story going to be very good. There's a lot good. of things they have to fix. Like there's no, like there was no reason why it shouldn't have blood or anything like that. So like, yeah, I agree with lot, that. There's a lot of things they have to fix. And why wait? Why don't we even talk about Dragon Ball? Uh, was we on like something else? Dragon Ball Heroes. We were mentioning that. Oh yeah. But yeah, like it's just, it's just they had to fix everything that was completely wrong with it and what made people hate Super so much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, overall, Super was a success. I'm not going to deny that, but they do need to improve it if they want to keep it a success because nostalgia is only going to carry it so far. Exactly, and and that that's that's kind of where things uh, lie right now is that they do need to step things up uh, for that reason, and um, that's kind of why we're seeing heroes right now kind of fill in that that time gap for right now until they rework the story and kind of give. Uh, uh, what who? What's the name of the new uh, person that's supposed to succeed Toriyama? Oh, he has a rare uh, so, um, Toriyaharo. Uh, Tor yeah, yeah, Toriyaharo. Yeah, Toriyaharo. Uh, he's 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 heading the manga right now, so they're giving him time too to to build the manga, change up the story, kind of give him some some space and time to really put out chapters. Because I think he's trying to do two to three chapters a month right now to try and really push ahead in the story. Yeah, he's so starting. Way, to do honestly. That. Honestly, they do a chapter a month, and it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, well it's, it's like but the, no, but that's but that's but that's that's what they're wise. trying to do. That's what Toritaro is wanting to do because I remember reading that is that he's trying to. That's yeah. why he's trying to write a lot so that way they can really push forward and and get ahead because of the fact that he didn't like the pace they, that was being set. They need to do that ASAP because they're 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 dropping like like regular weekly mangas on a monthly basis like it's only a and it's only like 24 24 pages every month so yeah and yeah. and that's that's what i'm saying is that i think that's why we're that's why tori taro is really pushing and that's why i think they really had to take the time off after the tournament of power um and especially with the movie uh and everything so i think that's why they have their other subsect of their of the dragon ball Division because they now have that that Dragon Ball department dedicated to Dragon Ball. They have the main ones that were working on the manga and and future anime with Toritaro, but they have another one who's working specifically on Heroes. And mm -hmm. right now we know Heroes they stated was going to be non-canon. It is just kind of a fan service thing because it's kind of based around the card game that we know uh, as well as the Xenoverse games, which take place with the Time Force, kind of explaining why there's 
different dimension and universe versions of characters. That's why we're going to see, you know, Super Saiyan God Goku go against, you know, Saiyan Super 4. Saiyan 4 Goku. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so. just to hit a quick point in case anybody misinterpreted what Soul King just said, he doesn't say Toritaro is doing bad work. He, he actually is a fan of his work. He just thinks the production of when it's coming out is a little lackluster and not quick enough. Yeah. So you guys it, know. It, it needs to be, it needs to get pushed out. Yeah. Because he actually he does great work. I like how he kind of uh, re-engages the story and makes makes uh, make a lot more sense. And like the way he choreographs his fights are fucking great. Oh yeah, yeah. we we, we got to see a lot of that more than the anime any any given time. Yeah. Any given time. I mean, look at the look at the fight uh, in the beginning of the tournament of power when when Zeno had all the gods fight. And look at how he did that in the manga, the way that they were all kind of going at Beerus and the way that th those fights were animated yeah, in the manga. Yeah, and yeah, and the, like um, in the manga, the manga, they showed you that Beerus knows how to use Ultra Instinct. He knows, he know how, he knows how to, um... Yeah, he just hasn't mastered it. Yeah, he just hasn't mastered it. And like, in the anime, he, he, Goku is mastering Ultra Instinct. And like, it was, it was just too much. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He had like a big backdrop to it, though, to be fair. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things. But we are going to kind of kind of see that change from from there. Yeah, and um, just to answer a question for the chat, very good one. Why is there a card game for every goddamn anime? In my opinion, it's because card games are kind of easy to bring to a mobile device. Actually, no, it's because card games card games over there in Japan are so very popular. It's sell like crack rocks. Like I know you guys been talking. Y'all know what's that? Uh, that Dragon Ball card game that everybody's been talking about recently. Oh, uh, Dokken Battle. I don't know. Yeah, Dokken Battle. Like that's selling like, like they sell like so many cards off of that. Like I think they got like little packs you can buy to get like more cards and stuff like that. Because there was one, there was that oh, one. Great. There was Yu-Gi-Oh. Still really popular. I know. Oh, Duel Links. Duel Links. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know, of course, Pokemon cards are, like, fucking huge still. I know, I think there's still one that's really popular for Naruto. Like, just card games are made, some of those card games are made by Japanese companies and Japanese. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of Japanese people, like, if you go, on, like, and, like, if you look at, like, a lot of videos, Japanese love mobile games. They love Chris, you're part of the, you're, Chris, you're part of the problem. Playing... I'm no, Chris admitted that they play Yu-Gi-Oh! Vanguard buddy fight, but there's like a hundred others. I was like, no, you see, you're part of the problem. <laughs> but yeah, like Japan and, and like they're just super, they're super into like mobile gaming. So yeah, they are. Yeah, and, and that's why you kind of see them like transferring, like especially with what we've seen with uh, what's it, um, the pops. How you get the actual figure? You can buy them, and now they're putting them like on a, their own mobile thing. So there, there's two they ways got, to use it. They got what? They got mobile Funko Pops? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can get, you can get, you can get uh, your figures digitally. Yeah. Yeah, wow. you can probably interact with them, and you know it's a good idea. Wow. I mean, shit. Look at things like Gears Funko Pop. That's gonna be a Gears game with Funko Pops. Yeah. I think that's one of their first big projects while they're trying to switch to their virtual or bring Once out their virtual smart props. To do so. They are very <laughs> absolutely. I never even know. I didn't, I never knew about that. Yep. I don't know if you guys have the chance. Maybe we could talk about it next week, but we got to talk about that Funko Pop documentary one of these days. That shit was interesting. Oh I never yeah. 
never got the chance to watch it. Yeah, we could watch it. Like, I mean, talk about it next week. But it was a very interesting movie. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that one of these days. But now on to our next thing. Now that, that Soul finally was able to join, we're able to talk about it here. So, like I said, it's it's Pride Month. And anime is probably one of the biggest mediums that has actively represented, you know, LGBT and queer characters for years. Since, honestly, as back as far as the 80s and 90s, we've seen a lot of those characters. And I decided that maybe we should talk about some of our favorites that, that, we, that we've seen. So, Neth, why don't you go ahead and start off? Um, just so you guys know, like, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of an actual couple that may be, um, on the queer side, but I can't think of great characters who may be that way. For example, in One Piece, yeah, of course I'll bring up One Piece. Um, uh, uh-huh. you have people like Bon Clay, like, that's Operation's favorite, one of his favorite characters, because Bon Clay bon literally sacrificed homie. himself multiple times for the One Piece crew, and then you have, um, Ivankov, who literally gave Luffy the ability to go and try to save Ace and get him so fucking close to doing so. And yes, I'm holding back tears when I say that because I know what happens. And, um, you know, great characters like that. Uh, they're kind of interesting characters like you see in Tokyo Ghoul. I forgot his name. His purple hair. What's his name again, you bloody? You took mine. You took mine. <laughs> oh, uh, She's like everybody's right now. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, Shusama. He's uh, crazy. That dude, that dude's yeah. crazy. Like, it... It doesn't really bother me of what they prefer to do, but at the end of the day, these are great characters, and I'm glad they're being represented, and I think the anime industry does this uh, the best out of all the industries I've really seen. Like, it doesn't feel, like, forced or anything, and it's just, you know, natural, organic, and they, they do it the right way, in my opinion. Uh, uh, where do fake, you guys want to go? Fake, I know that's not true because of what's coming. No. And- yeah. No, that's not true. Yeah. Wait, what so, do you he said that a lot of fans believe Deku is gay. I'm not no. even going to say it. I read the manga. There has been no inkling of that at all. No. <laughs> no. I'm so, not a, the, I mean, the, guy, the, the cat guy, he's kind of he's kind of there. Isn't he a trans? <laughs> right? The, you know the guy that's a part of the cat group? Yeah. Uh, oh, with the pussycats tiger? Yeah, is he? I, I don't train. No, dude is too swole to be a train. Yeah, hey man, this anything possible. I think they say he's like. Arms he's, I, think, I, he's I would say more, I would say he's more of a more of a a drag, but not yeah, full on train. A he's a drag queen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. A swole ass drag queen. What about, what about, what about uh, naval laser dude? Oh. Yeah, I think he's just eccentric. Do we do think he's eccentric, or do you think he's just kind of? I just think he's androgynous. That's it. He's just very, he's just very effeminate. He. There are men like that are straight too. Oh yeah, I mean, look at Prince. Prince, the man, the myth, the legend. Damn right. But Oyama, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. He just, he just understands a lot. Because I mean, look at the way he was talking with Uraraka during the. uh during the the fight with uh, the teachers during their training, when he kind of recognized how she was, you know, he's just very effeminate would just be the words. But I don't think he's gay. They actually they touched on that a little bit later on. But I'm not gonna spoil anything for y'all. But it kind of makes sense what they what they do with him later on. But y'all oh, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good, Christina. Uh, 
Op, you go next. Oh, Neff already took my damn character. Jeez, but Bon Clay. Oh, for real. <laughs> for real. Bro, that thought we taking everyone's. Exactly. Bonkle was a homie in One Piece, though. Like, when we first met, I was like, this dude weird as fuck. Because <laughs> like, you see him, right? He's like a ballerina and whatnot. He's messing up straw hats and everything. But as you get to know him, they progress out the show. And actually see him helping out through the end, especially with Impel Down arc, man, I do. Like, go for a special place in my heart, for, especially with his sacrifice in this show. But yeah, Bonkle's a real clue, dude. So, hang on. Justin said in the chat, the author of My Hero said that there are two gays, that the cat dude is one of them and the villains have one too. The cat dude? No, no, I know it is. It's the um, guy with the giant magnet. I think that's actually a tran. Yeah, I was about to say, magnet would make sense as as a tran because it's it's obviously a female that's very dressed up like a dude. So I would write about the cat dude, dude, right? That, oh, that's that's yeah, what yeah, it looks yeah. like saying. Like I said, yeah. I would I would see him more as a drag queen, but it is still possible that he is still gay, even as as a drag queen. Okay. So I I could see that, yeah. And and that's cool. Like I I really like Tiger. Tiger's badass. Like saying, with it, right? yeah, like the way when he was fighting Magna when he like when they showed off his quirk and how he's completely like rubber stretch and like body slammed her from behind you. That was badass. Man, I'm trying to think. Uh, okay. Well, Nick's trying to think of some characters while he's trying well, to just pull his brain. Go watch some hentai real quick, bro. You get some. <laughs> just took oh. it, like, like, but, but most recently, because here's the deal. Because like, whenever a, a sort of either gay or like, very or or just a character like that, like, I, I don't like, it doesn't stick in my brain. Like, I don't, like, say, ooh, that character's gay. Like, it does that doesn't hit me. That doesn't come to my brain like that. So like, the but most recently, the one that I've noticed was uh tokyo ghoul uh the crazy guy that like all he wanted to do is um kanaki kaneki uh the guy that wanted to just get what the kaneki whatever his name he, he was trying to Shoot. eat on him and that guy and then uh the the right hand man to that oh what's that crazy dude's name that was like cutting off his toes and stuff that was torturing kaneki in the end his his right hand uh, man jason yeah, the guy that, was right hand man. Though. I forgot his name. I know you're talking his, about the. I know yeah, his right hand man. He he was also there too. Those are the two that stick out of my mind. But definitely, uh, the guy that was that I can't remember his name, but the dude that was after Kaneki, like that guy was a great character. And like, you, whenever a character annoys me or or it may, and they it's enough to make me mad in the anime. Like if they really make me mad genuinely, where I'm like I don't want to watch this anymore. That's when you know you have a great character. And that dude was one of those characters because i was like man get this dude off the screen i don't want to see this dude he's nuts he's crazy but he was a great character oh, yeah. i don't know man jessica jones always turned that show off with jessica in season two man she was annoying as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna go on uh no we're not trying to talk about that uh, <laughs> no. Who, anime. you're next you're next uh, so. um i got like a list so now i'll say um Aluka from uh, Hunter Hunter. That's yeah. Killua's little brother. Um, yeah, that's definitely one of them. Hasoka uh, from Hunter Hunter. Um, who else? Uh, Mako from uh, Killua. Kill Kill. Yeah, Mako, yeah. Well, I think she's gay. I think she's gay. Yeah, real know. quick. Is Cora gay from Legend of Cora? Is she gay? Uh, I believe she was confirmed yeah. to be bisexual. Oh, she half uh, half. Okay. 
Yeah, I believe I believe she was confirmed to be bisexual. Yeah, Mako, Mako. I mean, I can kind of see it, but there's also like that weird relationship that she develops with uh, what's his name, the really big dude from the from the top four. Remember in, in an episode, the end of the season, she's like, she's like, yeah, I'll go on a date with you. Uh, with the, um, yeah, the big dude. No, with the, the girl, the main character. Yeah, but she was just saying that because they all went out. It was her and her sister and, and Mako. They all went out together. Oh, yeah, I got one. I got one. I got one. So, it, I mean, I could kind of see it, but that one's that one's kind of has to be inferred a little bit. It's not as explicit, but, I mean, like I said, I, I definitely see where you're coming from on it. Oh, oh yeah, homegirl from uh, Ghost in the Shell. Major? Yeah. Yeah, Major has is is Hi. bisexual. So I, I go ahead. I think that's I think that's all I can remember. And the girl from uh, Bleach, Yorichi, uh, the the cat girl. Cat girl? No, no, no. Oh, what was what was uh, Ichigo and Orihime's friend? Um, she's uh, was... she's a lesbian because she's in love with Orihime and fantasize about her. Like she, we had that in her whole story arc during the the Soul Society. I swear the black cat was like bi. Yorichi, I swear she was bi. Anyway, yeah. you know, one of my favorites. I just I just remember that from a uh, from a. Uh, What's that anime? Uh, Durara, whatever it's called. Oh, Durara. The, the girl that was like all like the girl that's always talking about manga and anime, and she's hanging out with the pyro dude. That chick, she was one of my favorites. She was actually great. She was like a funny, legit funny character. She oh, I know funny. who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah the, she was the two legit, friends. Yeah, she was a legit funny character like that, and she was always hitting on. Um, I can't remember that chick's name. Always hitting on that chick though. That was. Um, the chick with the blade or whatever her name was. She was always Oh, uh Celty? Yes. Yeah. Always, always. I forgot I, I remember my number one now, Yamir from uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah, Amir Amir is very very noticeable. And Yamir Yamir and Krista. They was a couple. I yeah. Think. Yeah, I'm well, I think I think they later on become a couple from where I left off in the manga. But I know Amir is like obsessed with Krista. She 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 loves her and wants to protect her more than anything. So it, it's definitely a very interesting uh dynamic from those. Uh um, but from my list, I actually have some newer ones and some older ones. And to first start out, before Chris had to say anything, because they should learn to wait, is that one of the earliest depictions was Sailor Uranus and Neptune from Sailor Moon out of the the Outer Senshi. They were the first lesbian couple in mainstream anime back in the 90s. So it was interesting because they were also one of the first biggest uh, indications of censorship when it came to the West because they changed the relationship from them being lovers to them being cousins, but a lot of the interaction still between them still very that's, implied. That's, that's, that's like way more creepy if you think about it. Exactly. And it, it was one of those cases of where censorship should not have done anything and should have just left it as is because Sailor Uranus was very manly. 
because she would dress very tomboyish. She would very act very boyish, whereas Sailor uh, Neptune was very, very feminine. But they were they were lovers back in the original Japanese. But when they transferred it over, it was one of the earliest forms of censorship. Um, another one that's that's really big for um, for female couples, at least that I could pull up uh, straight, especially as an anime as a whole, would have to be if anyone's seen it, is Strawberry Panic. Probably one of my favorite depictions uh, and animes that had had uh, Yuri in it, as well as, uh, what's her name from Puella Magi Madoka Magica? Uh, the one girl who kept dying and resetting the universe to try and save uh, Madoka. I can't think of her name right now. That was another very big uh, lesbian character. Uh, for especially for for Yuri and another one would be Revolutionary Girl Utena. Uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena was probably one of my favorite movies I remember watching back like the two thousands on a really obscure cable channel called AZN, which I just always pronounce as Asian. Um, that would do like anime and like movies from Japan at like three o'clock in the morning, and I remember watching Revolutionary Girl Utena. And never realizing that it was really about lesbians until I got older and rewatched rewatched that. Uh, as for some of my favorite gay characters, probably the two that would come to mind, especially most recently, would be Yuri on Ice. Yuri on Ice was probably one of the biggest blowouts when that came out because it was so heavily praised because of the fact that it showed gay figure skaters and a very different way it wasn't on the aspect of yaoi where it's very overtly sexual or anything like that but it did kind of play with with the relationships between the main characters from yuri katsuki along with victor and yuri Pletsky. um so that one was probably one of my favorite renditions and and open interpretations of gay characters along with seraph of the end uh seraph of the end if you haven't seen it it's a it's about it's like a post-apocalyptic about a man-made virus that basically wipes out everyone uh, older than like 13 or 14. And because of that, there's only children left alive and vampires come out. Well, the two main characters, one's, one like pledges to kill the vampires and the other one is like an actual vampire, but they're best friends and they got separated long ago. But throughout the series, we really see that the relationship that they really deeply care about each other. And it surprised me when it basically went into full on, you know, yaoi mode where they, they actually kissed and, and were like very couplish throughout the series, especially in the second season. So it was still a really good, uh, shonen. It was kind of more of a shonen eye, but, but it was still very yaoi esque. but uh, those were one of my favorite depictions of, you know, gay characters without going full on yaoi, like super lovers or Juno or Junjo Romantica. I watch, I watch a lot of stuff. Buddy over here. Oh, we can tell, man. We can tell. Buddy's over here watching Valkyrie Drive. No key forgot that Ryu from Double Man Crybaby. I, I totally forgot. Yes, yes. Yeah, Ryu, yeah, Ryu, Ryu, right, Ryu right. Is, is is straight up because of yeah, that would definitely fit absolutely. Ryu would be another one, and then it was weird at the end where he became like an angel, 
and was female, like female male like type, yeah, type straight up female status because like had a penis and and tits and everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that one was a little bit out there at the ending, but Devilman Cry, dude, Devilman Crybaby was straight wild, but it was so good. So oh, good, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, that's a once a lifetime thing for me. <laughs> I had my climax on that one. No. <laughs> yeah, but but Devilman Crybaby, man, that'll leave you like depressed as hell. Like that'll shake. Hell yeah, man. Do those once a year. I can't do all that. Uh... Yeah, I was depressed for like <laughs> I, a whole. I, I, for like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it 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 had like I I took the bad idea of like watching that before I went into work. And I'm just like, well, fuck, I don't want to do anything now. I just want to like crawl and cry, <laughs> straight I'm up. Sorry, yeah, I quit. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally on the verge of that. I was like, look, life doesn't mean anything. Let's <laughs> say we're all about to die anyway. Let's just let's just get it over with. <laughs> But yeah, Devil Man Cry Baby, gotta watch it. But yeah, there there's across, you know, especially recently, there's so many great representation of queer characters across, you know, all spectrums. And and it's good to see that, you know, we're seeing it in in a lot. So it's it's interesting to see that. And and especially with, with how much we've kind of seen pride and and representation of LGBT characters, you know across all mediums and, and more respect for them more recently in the past, you know, decade, but seeing how they've been kind of represented for, for such a long amount of time, you know? So it, it's something definitely interesting to, to see how, see how it all kind of continues to grow and, and change things from here because, because we've seen it like all across all genres, you know, and it does, and, and it has, and it's going into more mainstream, mangas and and animes you know it's not all straight hentai that everyone wants to watch on the on the low key it's it's very it's it's pervading the, the mainstream and that's that's great to see you know yeah y'all check twitter real quick i left y'all a little present over there <laughs> yeah man and any of these things definitely pique your interest you really should uh should definitely check check any of these shows and characters that we've shot brought up, you should really check them out. It, it really is a great way to just kind of expand everyone's information and knowledge. Now we'll go on to the next topic and, and, and kind of go from there since we've really gotten through all that and only a few people had just a little bit. <laughs> Continuing from where we left off with Fairy Tales creator, another <laughs> creator has come out about something and that would be jojo's bizarre adventures creator has actually announced on his official twitter and i believe his instagram that he announced that the part five story arc from jojo's is getting an anime adaptation and that will be the golden wind story arc and it's very interesting to see that that this show and this series just keeps on going and we kind of make fun of it and and it, it really is just over the top and meme worthy but jojo's is really good it it is one of those shows that does not hold back it is absolutely brutal and violent to the highest order but it is also just so bizarre it, it really is because a lot of the characters are very 
burly masculine men just doing effeminate poses or an effeminate dress and it just makes it so good <laughs> along with the 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 love that he has Talk of time. using Talk time. yeah we're not talking about the fucking guinea force right now get them <laughs> out of here i mean yeah but i mean uh hirohiko san uh really loves just this series as well as he also loves just quoting and changing character names to be references to american bands because i mean come on ario speedwagon let's go i love me some ario speedwagon but i mean this is kind of expected that that the next part in the series would get us uh an anime adaptation i wasn't too surprised but you know with the fact that i believe it was only like a year ago that we just finished the uh, not Stardust Crusaders. Diamond is Unbreakable. We just finished the Diamond is Unbreakable story arc, which was part four, that they're quickly going into part five story arc. And they're doing them at a decent pace, which is the best part about it. Because I don't know what part he is on the manga. I think he's on part nine or part ten in his story. And and it's great because of the fact that it, it does have a tie to each previous part going through the entire family lineage of the Joe Stars. And their immortal enemy, the vampire Dio. So you know. Anyone have any is thoughts? Dio, on this? Is, is Dio the one with like the blonde hair? Yes, the Dio is they the one. He's gay. <laughs> he's gay. He's just he gay. I know. Mean, I just have to remember because <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I can remember. Like he's he's really he's really gay. Uh, so. I don't I don't think so. Or maybe. Like in the beginning, in like part one, which was Phantom Mask, he wasn't because he would purposely try to uh, steal Joe, uh, Joe Joseph's, or not Joseph's, uh, the first JoJo. He was trying to steal his girlfriend and actually took her first kiss forcefully in front of JoJo. He's doing that for Jonathan. love for JoJo. Yeah, probably right. Well, he he hates him because of the fact that he wanted to take all his money. Jonathan just so I was really never I never really got into JoJo but uh, I oh, guess it's cool I guess it has like a big fan base so I might try the manga, but like my friend, he showed me a clip back in high school. I vowed never watch that shit ever again. So <laughs> no, no, I, well, I know well, nothing about this either. So no, I, I know very little. I haven't actually watched the show. The show I know like bits and pieces. Look, like I said, it's it's it makes me laugh, but it is really good. It's very action packed. Like this, the powers from from when they started with Harmon before they went into stands is really good like the characters the story is badass like i said it's brutal like i'm talking like these dudes will punch holes into dudes and you will see guts and blood just like ripped you know out of show them reminds me of it reminds me of the number three hero from one punch man it makes me think of people like him who the uh oh the oh, in prison. oh putty putty princess <laughs> the uh yeah. the convict yeah that's him yeah, I love Putty Putty. That's Putty. the dude right there. That's the dude right there. That, that one's another drag queen. <laughs> uh, every time I think of JoJo and seen clips from him, I just think of that dude. See, that's another but, one I missed. Yeah, but it's good, though. It really is. Like I said, it's it, it's a joke that it's very masculine, burly men doing effeminate poses, but the show itself is really good. It is just very over the top. It really does have a lot of uh, over-the-top aspects, especially in the English dub. I love the English dub because the 
over exaggeration for some characters makes it only better. It really does. It, it, I enjoy JoJo's a lot, and I can understand why some people, when they first look at it, be like, "What the hell is this?" But JoJo's actually is really, really good and worth checking out. I just Yo, remember there's a, a really good JoJo reference in like a Cuphead meme video, so that's why I want to check out the show. Yeah, actually. I know you talk about. I know you talk about that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't there a stance that only activates when a person dies? I remember uh, hearing about that somewhere. No. Um, so after s- in season three, in part three, which was Stardust Crusaders, they switched from Spoilers. Harmon. Uh, no, it's it, it's part of, it's part of the story. But in part uh, three, okay, they okay. switched from Harmon, which was the power that they had in season and part one and part two, and then in three they introduced stands, and basically stands are tied to a person's soul and energy and the way that it activates for each person varies based on many different there's so many var- variables to what activates a person's stand so there's one who's activated by by dying but everyone else has differences on what activates their stands and what powers and abilities that it's capable of doing uh, okay I'll probably check out the manga later on this year like I said, they, I they go watch have, it. But I'll read it. No, it's it's worth watching. It really is. The I know that they <laughs> have it on all place. I believe they have it. I know they're do, streaming it on Toonami right now. <laughs> uh, um, I know it's on Funimation and I believe Crunchyroll. So uh, it it's it's very interesting. So it's definitely something to uh, to definitely oh, check uh, out. You're funny. <laughs> what? Wait, what happened? I don't know. No, I heard what I'm saying. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll read it, but I won't watch it. <laughs> nah, it, it's definitely worth. It's definitely worth checking out. It really is is good. And I'm glad to see part five finally coming out because we're actually gonna be stepping away from like Japan and the U.S. because part five takes place in Italy. If I if I remember correctly, I think that one's about the Italian mafia, uh, and that with uh, Giorno Giovanni. I think he's the Italian JoJo, so it explains a little bit more on on a lot of their designs and and stuff like that. So it'll it'll be interesting, and I really am glad to kind of see it. Uh, so it's good to good to see this coming out. I'll just I'll just take your word for it. You can just tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> man, fraud alert over here. Man, I just said man, fraud alert. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'll let you tell me about it. Yeah. I don't feel like going back and watching the first the first four. I just let you tell me all about it. All right. Well, next up on on the news is that finally, after years of waiting, and I'm talking like almost 10 years, is that they finally released the new key visuals for finally season three of A Certain Magical Index. And the it's supposed to be premiering in the fall season of this year, which is a great thing because A Certain Magical Index, as well as a scientific railgun, at, is probably one of the most loved franchises because a certain magical index and a si- certain scientific railgun were were both in the same universe, but a scientific railgun was a spinoff, and both of them take place in a universe that had that's full of espers or people with uh, psychic abilities, and it really is is great 
because of the fact that it has so much action, has so much humor, similar to on what you'd find in Mob Psycho 100, just not stylized like Mob. But people have been waiting for, for so long for them to, to finally do a third season of a magical index because I think the second season of Certain Scientific Railgun actually came out in 2012. So it's been nearly eight to six years since we've had anything from that uh universe or or from that franchise and it's good to see that it's finally coming out after so long does anyone have any thoughts about this has anyone seen either one of them or read either one of them no but nope. you mentioned mob psycho and if you say one of these is like mob psycho then i'll have to check one of them out because mob psycho is my jam yeah, it definitely is. If you like Espers and that, it, it really is. And it's funny because the main character gets caught up in the Esper Wars that's kind of going on in the city because his ability is that he negates other Espers. So he ends up just being attracting this kind of trouble everywhere he goes when he's just trying to live a normal life. So it's just very much like Mob who just wants to be normal and swole to get girls to like him, but gets caught up in the madness of being a, a you know an Esper. So yeah, it's, sounds interesting. Yeah, it's. I will know that they have both seasons of both. I believe on Funimation. I, I believe they are. Soul, have you checked out any of these? All right, good talk. Good talk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! Nope, All right, so we got three frauds and uh and silence over there. All right, so next topic. Next. Man, fucking everyone's frauding over here. Man, everybody's frauding. I'm, I'm the only one who's legit. God damn, man. <laughs> so next up is probably something, again, no one here has, has seen because everyone's a fraud. Is oh, I know what you're talking about. Konosuba. Yep. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I just know what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm with him. I know. Konosuba, everyone's favorite useless water god Aqua, and everyone's favorite explosion magic creating little Munchkin is back. The amount of anime poop they make from those fucking shows. <laughs> oh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! It is hilarious, sir. It is complete satire on on that entire teleported to another world genre. But people, they. Konosuba was so quickly popular from the first season and the second season, which came out, I believe, two seasons after the first one. And people have been wanting for a third season for the past two years since since the second season. And we've been hearing some rumors for a while that something was in the works for Konosuba. But just earlier this week, they announced that it's not going to be a third season, which which did let a lot of people down. But we are getting a movie because they are pushing forward with more volumes of the light novel that it's based on. So that way they can get more story. But they did announce that the that it is going to be getting its own anime film project that will be pronounced or coming out, I think, next year. Um that they're trying to work on, but they're going to explore a lot more of the backgrounds for some of the other characters we haven't seen a lot of. Like, uh, they're going to explore more about darkness and they're going to explore more, especially about Megumin and the uh, Fire Demon Clan or the Crimson Demon Clan, I mean. And then we're going to kind of see more about Kazuma's want to come to this other world and stuff like that. 
Um, so it's definitely something interesting for those who do have fans. And if you haven't seen Konosuba, it's absolutely hilarious. It's absolutely meme. Like, I'm talking like memes everywhere. You can't go yeah. anywhere without seeing yeah. anything about it. But it is absolutely I, I remember their, like, One Punch Man parody where, like, she goes to punch a frog and he just eats her. Yeah. But there's also all the ones that I posted in the, in the group chat. And it's just, like... It's uh, there was the 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 picture I posted, which has like the three figures. It's like always bought together. And it's Megumin, the the wizard, Darkness, who's the sadist or the masochist, and then it had I think it was one of the characters from Fate Stay Night. No, no, it was Rem from Re Zero, and you just see Aqua making her sad face cry because no one ever loves her ever. <laughs> True, <laughs> she's a useless god. But it, it really is absolutely fun, and, and it really is hilarious. The the humor is just ridiculous. The antics and and what goes on is just fun. What's funny is that they get dragged and say they're they're going to be a guild and group of heroes that take on these big like seven generals of of Satan, and they're just like, now nah, we're just shit. gonna yeah, they're just like, now nah, we're just gonna live a normal life and just do stupid things. And then they end up meeting the generals of Satan and just beating them by sheer accident because of the stupid stuff that they get into. It's just, it's, it's a hilarious show about coincidence. But it really is enjoyable. And I'm glad to see that it's getting a movie. A lot of, a lot of animes recently are getting movies and it's good to kind of see. But since everyone here doesn't know anything except for the little bit recognized by Neth, we're going to go ahead and move on. Because, Bob, I'm not even going to ask you. Oh, you're a smart man, buddy. You're a smart man. <laughs> you're a smart man. Yeah, man. Oh, I, man. I'm going to I'm gonna have to find some new partners or something, too. Like, That's God, not even it. You in, was, you in, I'm over you here. In a rap. You in a bubble, bro, and you keep picking stuff in that bubble. Uh, no, man. I've pulled the, nuts, the stuff he to say to himself. No, no, no. No, man. You're just going to have to call me Dora because I'm backpacking all you motherfuckers. At the carrier, shots fired. I know you can, you can backpack but, all you want. Uh huh. At least Neth openly admits that I do. Yeah, <laughs> never can deny it. Look, I'm not gonna deny anything. You backpacking, you can backpack me all day. <laughs> I make that a clear fact to everybody that I talk to. Oh man, you gotta talk to my buddy Bloody Knuckles, he knows more about me. <laughs> I always backpack on you, bro. So don't even, I mean, don't even, I don't remember denying don't myself. Even, so. Y'all can roll that y'all want. I never denied it. <laughs> Everybody's like talking about him. I'm like, yo, man, you check out my boy Bloody Knuckles. He knows he knows everything. Just watch every single one of my streams. There's always a reference to you when it comes yeah. to anime. <laughs> I know. Uh, so the next thing, and hopefully someone knows something about this, because if not, I'd be really disappointed. There's a new live-action adaptation coming up of probably one of the most badass animes from the 90s. And it's interesting because of the fact that it has such a storied history, but they're doing a live-action adaptation of Jinro, uh, World Brigade. And if anyone doesn't know about Jinro, is that it was originally made by a South Korean mangaka called Kerberos. And when it was later created as an anime in the early 2000s, it was later changed to Jinro. And the live-action adaptation that they're doing is based off the anime. And it's really cool. Um, you know what? I actually think I have the trailer because I think this is something that a lot of people would be because Wool Brigade is one of those very big dystopian 
uh, stories that really does have a lot of cool aspects to it. Um, if I could find it. But like I said, this came back out in the uh, 90s. I think it was 99 that the original series came out. Yeah, as soon as you yeah. said 90s, I'm like, I will have no idea what the fuck this is except if it's a Dragon the, Ball. So yeah, I'm a yeah, he's an anime. I was already out. It, it came out in the 2000s when they did the anime adaptation, which was called Wolf Brigade originally. Um, no idea what the fuck that is. Yeah, Blaze but... plans revenge right now for all of us. I can hear it right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hang on, let me go ahead and just pull this up right here. Plus, and... okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to do this. Just pull this up. Yeah, got the launch codes. Firing that. Oh, you gonna seventy six on us? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Check this out. Is that the dude from Killzone? <laughs> what I miss? Yeah, I think it's like the dude from Killzone. The game. It is about Killzone, though. Killzone, yeah, a little bit. No, that actually looks kind of cool. I'll check that out. Is it coming to Netflix after the theater release? I believe it is, but you really should check out the uh, really check out the original movie that it was based on because of the fact that it really is something unique and was badass. Like I said, it's very dystopian, and it shows that hardcore military aspect of 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 things and it really was cool because it follows the main character um his name was kurukazi but um that was the hit that was his japanese name i don't remember his south korean counterpart um but his squad known as the wolf brigade kind of disobeys orders um from their, their coalition known as the World Brigade, and it kind of shows them kind of learning of what's going on and and kind of growing from there and just turning into this real badass uh, story of, of war. Uh, and it was probably one of my favorite um, military-styled stories. Because it was actually about, um, it really, it, I believe it actually took place 10 years after, or in the story, it took 10 years after World War II. All right, interesting. Um, the movie looks kind of cool from that. I uh, probably won't check out the anime until I see the movie, but it is what it is. If it's on Netflix, I'll give it a watch. It it really is. It really is worthwhile of checking it out. Uh, I, like I said, it really is um, was phenomenal for what it did, and you really should check it out. It is. It's severely overlooked and underrated. So I think a lot of people w should really definitely go watch the original to get the idea of what the live action is going to encompass. Nice. He's gonna be on Netflix too, right? 
I believe um, they haven't set uh, right now from the article that I read. They said they were looking at putting it there afterwards. But right now that I believe it's going to be coming in to release uh, later this summer yeah. that they have the that they're going to do the uh, live action and and release it. They haven't stated where, but they said they are looking at Netflix to come shortly after. So think of it kind of like what we saw with. Full metal. The mob, uh, Full metal and Mob Psycho, how it released back in um, January, the live action of Mob Psycho, and then earlier, I believe in May, that it released the live action on Netflix. So we may see it here later this yeah. year on Netflix. And um, while and Full Metal kind of sucked, like the movie itself sucked, that model is actually really good because it gives it a lot more exposure. A lot of people saw that shit because they remember the Full Metal anime at least, and they're like, oh, cool, it's on Netflix. I'll just give it a watch. Yeah, like it's good for the product itself. I think I think with a lot of the live adaptations, while some people still find them hit and miss, we're starting to definitely get better of the visual and the stylized Absolutely. aspects of what they're trying to accomplish. Now, story wise, writing wise, casting wise, that's always going to be a toss up because you know some of those anime characters in general are so visual and and very artistic in the way that they are from like hair and 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 personality and certain looks that not not all people can physically recreate that but they do the best but what they do mostly is definitely recreate the atmosphere and visuals look at what we saw with um uh, especially with ghost in the shell everyone loves to hate on ghost in the shell i found it enjoyable for what it was they had the right characters who who really encompassed the personality and look of their their anime counterparts they built the world exactly as you would see it they built that universe and and really gave it the same atmosphere and i think that's where live adaptations are really succeeding it's just now with the storytelling is the very hard part to hit i hope this doesn't yeah. come off wrong but as far as live adaptations i'm just like i'm not feel they use japanese actors i know they're trying to be original but yeah. As far as my aesthetic look, I just, I'm not feeling it at all. Because I look at the anime, look how they draw the character look a little more Western. Yeah, and and and, that, and yeah. And and I, I mentioned that before is that people always say, oh, why don't you use Japanese actors, Japanese actors? I was like, no, you don't realize that anime, anime, and a lot of uh, anime uh, animators and directors and all those creators have this real big obsession and 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 love of Western culture or Western style characters. That's why if you look at a lot of anime, you see characters that are blonde-haired, blue eyes, or or very, you know, Hawaiian-esque and, and things like that. Or, or you see, like, especially in, in Durarara's. I don't know who brought that up earlier. Look at the Russian sushi dude. I mean, That was my on. dude. Yeah. Russian sushi. sushi. Exactly. He, he was straight up. He was straight up a black Russian. But, I mean, exactly a that. People, a lot of people don't realize that, like, 80% of Attack on Titan characters aren't Japanese. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, the only Japanese character that's there is um, Levi. Levi. Yeah, yeah, Levi See, and I uh, never would have noticed. No, they they even said know. that. And if you remember from the episode when they were talking about when uh, when her and Aaron got into those fight with those dudes and killed them as kids, that yeah. they say yeah. that she was an Oriental, something that they say was Japanese that haven't been around for years. She's she's one of the last Japanese descendants. Everyone uh -huh. else is is either European 
or uh, Middle Eastern or or full on uh, American style. Like everyone else isn't Japanese. Like that's what people fail to understand is that the that the Japanese, especially anime, love using exotic characters from like America or Europe or other places. That's that's something that they have a love for. It's why they're so open about it. Can they be a little more distinct so I can tell the difference instead of having them come out and say it? Because most of them goes right over my look, head. Look, I mean, did you not watch Megalo Boxing? Look at uh, one of oh, the yeah. fighters in, in Megalonia, Burroughs. He's American. I mean, straight I mean, up sometimes American. Sometimes I can tell, but in most cases, I usually can't. Well, I mean, a lot of characters. You can tell by just the styling. You can just tell. The yeah. Yeah, but like I mean, look at Attack on Titan. Like his best friend, the blonde gay. He yeah, does not Eric, look any uh, Japanese at all. Yeah. What what's his name? Armin. Yeah, Armin. Yeah, he straight up looks European. Yeah, I mean, he's another blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid. And I mean, Aaron is brown-haired and brown-eyed. You'd see that more in traditional Europe or or Americana. Yeah. Like they don't have very much brown hair in in Japanese culture. I was like, it's it's there, but not as prominent. It's typically all black-haired. So I mean, they they are very prominent about their their love of Western style characters. I mean, hell, look at um, who's another big example? Even Ichigo is very uh Western modeled. Yeah, that can go either way for me, but like. Uh, we brought this up podcast ago. Full Metal Alchemist. That whole fucking show was just yeah. European people. Yeah, it's all yeah. Europeans. That that's a good example. That they're all European. Every single one. Exactly, and and people were making a stink about them talking about doing a live action English adaptation of that. They're like, no, you got to use Japanese characters. What Japanese character or or actor is blonde haired, blue eyed? Like, let's be honest. This is definitely an for me today. And if you think about it, like Full Metal Octopus was like almost a sort of shot at Britain, if you think about it, with the whole the war that was going. Well, it, it was it was very. It, I believe it was it was very centered on a fictional style of Europe and Germany. I believe it yeah. was. Well, yeah. right, and it, but with and with the. Uh, or Britain and Germany. With, with Scar coming from the desert country. Like, it was yeah, very... He was... I believe he was Middle Eastern. I believe yeah, he was he meant was to be... Eastern. It was very... I, I mean, if you I look at... The, satire of like the, the whole World War One situation. I think that's what I... I, I believe it was. Uh, Xing was China. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it's Chinese. But I so. love Fumal Alchemist. Don't even get me started. Yeah, that, that show is like fucking... Uh, holy grail of goodness. That's my that's, that's the first one thing day, I watched. One day. The yeah. original, not Brotherhood. But Come. now Brotherhood's the best. No, Brotherhood is the best. But I mean, if you even want to, hell, look at Hatalia. If anyone knows that about show's Hitalia, hilarious. Dude, I love Hatalia. And that one like encompasses every like characters as a country. Into a character, and they're based it's on their so entire. Well it really is like America, blonde haired, blue eyes, always talks about you know being like the leader and and all this, and and they make fun of them. Then you have Europe or Britain. Then you have Russia, who's very tall, white haired, and or really platinum blonde, like real bright white hair and very quiet but strong. And then you have Germany, the the very militaristic, slicked back. Sleek looking guy that Italian. Italy. Yeah, he's stuck with Italy. 
Put <laughs> him in a package of shit. It was hilarious. I remember when Brenton was with America, like when America was like a little kid and still owned them. And yeah. he's like eating their food. He's like, "Is this the best food in the world?" And you see like Brenton clearly lying, like, "Yeah." Yeah, and then he's other food was trash. Yeah, he's just like, "Why don't you eat European food?" It's like because it's not good. Oh no, we have great food. <laughs> but straight up, Italy and Germany were gay. Straight up. Italia. If you haven't seen that show, go fucking watch that. It's it, like the perfect time to watch it with especially where the way the political landscape is. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh when they were talking about World War One and it was just America, England, uh, China, and uh I think it was Russia. And like, quick, there's the axis, go get him, China. And you just see America yell at China to go get him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show, though. That, was Dude, great that, that show is great. I believe that was a uh, short-form anime, so each of the episodes are like 11 minutes, 12 minutes, something like that. And it's like two episodes, like two mini-episodes within each. They're real great. Solid show. Have to watch it. <laughs> I'm so no, glad I thought of that. List. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You you can actually watch both series, which is Hatalia and then Hatalia Access Powers, Literally in like three to four hours. Like you can watch it in a day. Really now? Yeah. Ooh, I got a project for saving. All right. Yeah, but say the episodes are like five minutes long. Yeah. Oh, no, I think they're I think they're about eleven minutes because of the fact it's like two short episodes put together. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But that one that one's a phenomenal one. I'm glad I so thought of that right now. Talking about these stylized characters. Yeah, I actually like watched that. it for once. Surprise. I know, and that actually surprised me. I'm not gonna lie, you actually got me on that one. Yeah, that, that was back in the day when Netflix had fucking party chats and stuff. It was great. Oh, dude. The I, glory I, I, days. Yeah, when you could do the little, like, party watch. Yeah, and, and uh, that's where I watched a lot of my anime. Yeah. But I digress because we went way left. Back to South Korea. Definitely will check out Jinro, Wolf Brigade, the anime. If you haven't, the live action is going to be cool. I love the style of it. Very military. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Now that we got all the anime out of the way because the frauds are finally here to play. We're going to talk about something that they may know. And that's Sony. Woo! Yeah. Finally, I can distribute. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. We're going to talk about that Sony train and that love because they're all, they all on the spider train. Yeah. They, they ride in Spider-Man success right now because – they announced recently that they're looking at wanting to produce a new spin-off movie along with the other five spin-off movies they got of Spider-Man. This one's based on Silk. Yeah, the Korean badass and lover of Spider-Man himself. They want to do a movie for her. Now, for those who don't know who Silk is, she was a character that was recently re uh, introduced, probably when they did their, I think it was right after they did their Into the Spider-Verse storyline. Yeah. Introduced a lot of the other spiders uh, that we know in the universe, like Spider-Man 2099 and uh, Spider-Gwen and Spider-Noir, Spider-Ham, and all the other big ones that we know. Silk was actually um, revealed to be in the same universe as Peter Parker. Yep. And what makes Silk so interesting and her relationship with uh, Peter is that they were actually bitten by the same genetic spider that actually gave mm -hmm. Peter his powers. And because of that, they had this strong connection to each other. And she had actually been looking for him. And when they did, in the comics, they did not hold back that they um, they went at it. 
for five days. They be, they, be, they be fucking. Yeah, they they straight up be fucking. But they they've had a very interesting relationship because after that, her powers are organic, whereas Peter has to use his smarts to create his web. Yeah, and that's how he got his uh, we- uh organic web fluid, right? Uh, yes, he was able to actually create, uh, take some of her organic web fluid that she actually created for him, and he was able to create a formula for something similar to help make his webs actually stronger. Um, because for those who don't know, a little fact about spiders is that their their threads are so organic that they actually have the strength of steel when properly textiled together. Um, what's an, um... Maybe I'm thinking of a different story, but was this the one where Peter became an actual spider at one point and then kind of morphed and back into being Spider-Man? Um, it was, was yes, clones? yes, yes, that, no, that was the same storyline. It was actually because of the fact that he made it with her that that happened. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, uh, they were able to stabilize each other's DNA, um, uh, when she came back because he started morphing after she left. But after she came back and that happened uh, and everything, he realized that, um, or she realized that she needed to be away from him and figure herself out and kind of find her own identity. And that's where she went off to, I believe she went to, to Europe and then later to Korea to kind of, uh, settle herself as her own spider hero while Peter stayed in New York, even though he's still technically global helping the Avengers and everything. So I found them deciding to want to do a Silk movie actually really interesting because not a lot of people know about Silk, just like not a lot of people know about Spider-Gwen. Yeah, um, those are two great characters. But I just want to take this one because I think we all know on the panel and you, the audience probably knows, I hate the whole spinoff Venom movie, the whole idea behind it because it doesn't Ooh. have Spider-Man in it. But with Thank this you. news of Silk, and now hear me out, with this news of Silk, I'm thinking if they want to go in a different direction with the Spider-Man franchise and maybe use Silk as opposed to Peter Parker, you know what? I'm all for it then. I'm all for Venom if they want to go in that type of direction because I think that's unique. And I think that's how you can set yourself apart and be cool. If you use Silk because she was bitten by the same spider as Peter Parker, she could be an absolute Peter Parker substitute. I think that's dope. You know, Um, so you guys know. Yeah, bringing that up, that actually could definitely give them a lot of uh, stability with that. Because we all, I'm still, along with Soul, kind of hopeful for the Venom movie. But I do know the changes that were being made and how, how everyone felt about it with not having the tightest Spider-Man and then this back and forth with everything. But with them introducing Silk into this, um, into this, into this uh, possibility of their Spider-Verse movies that they're trying to do. It's definitely interesting, to say the least, on on the possibilities that it can lead to. But it is going to have to change up a lot of the ties of, you know, Spider-Man's rogues gallery. Without having Spider-Man, is it going to be all focused on Silk and how that's all going to tie to her? I mean, even if it does it that way, as I said, that will be, like, a cool take to do it, um... Or maybe make Silk's own rogues gallery that's loosely based off Spider-Man's old one. Kind of like how they did in the Batman Beyond cartoon series where it wasn't necessarily Batman's rogue gallery, but they're very inspired from it. So you could do that in the live action screen with Silk. And I think that's just, I think it's dope. I, like, I like this idea. A lot of people are hating on it because like, why are you doing Silk? No one's heard of her, but I think it's cool. I think it's unique and I'm actually all for it. 
ironically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, uh, what, what are your tapes? Uh, uh, Come on. You got anything on this? Uh, I want to see how they handle Into the Spyverse first before we jump into Silk, because it seems like someone's getting a little gung-ho right now trying to relit all these different projects. Like, just test water with Into the Spyverse. Yeah, but Spider-Verse is kind of its own thing as of right now. Like, these live-action things might connect it to it later on, but right now, Spider-Verse is just, like, its own animated movie as, like, an experiment on this type of thing if Sony should go forth with making these Spider-Man animated movies, which I hope it's a, it's a success because, as we know, especially with seeing stuff like DC, which we'll talk about DC later, uh, animated movies can tackle those stories the live-actions really can't do. Um, with like the type of <clears throat> themes that go for and the type of direction and you know just the way the art is it's a lot easier to do these action scenes in animated movies as opposed to live action exactly exactly yeah, true. yeah I just thought because this, this is a different direction for Sony and Spider-Man IP but I want to just, just do it with uh, Spider-Man first then try to uh, silk out first because it is trash. Well, and that comes up be trash well, as well. Into like, the Spider Verse is going to be its own separate entity. It's not going to be in their live action. I'll say we'll tie together. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's not going to be tied together because Enter the yeah. Spider Verse is its own movie about when Miles first learns about the Spider Verse. So that's Wait, why Silk is live see- action or animated. No, Silk is live action. Yeah, that's why I was saying she would be a Peter Parker replacement. Better I kept thinking it was animated. Right. I'm not sure why. Better get the casting right. Yeah, I think they will. Like honestly, th- like did a Tom Hardy great with Venom, so you know True. I have faith. I got I got something for Neth because he always hates on the Venom movie because he says there's no Venom. So what do we call a Venom movie without Venom? Tom hardly in it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, bro. This does it does it just seem like a cash grab on on Sony's part that they're yes. just kind of milking this your yes Spider-Man that, universe that, like the way that they is are. exactly like, it because of the fact that this it's a cash grab on the spot the popularity of Spider-Man right now because one everyone loved Homecoming everyone loves Tom Holland they mm-hmm. loved how he did in Civil War how he did in his own movie how he did in Infinity War there's already talks on Marvels with the next Spider-Man movie coming out. And everything. So everyone's fresh on Spider-Man right now. So what did Sony do? They they were able to to get uh, Marvel to approach uh, a studio who wanted to do a game that was worked for them because of the fact that it was their own franchise. But they only own the movie rights, not anything else. So that's why they they re- reached out to Insomniac to make it PlayStation exclusive because it adds into their to their mm-hmm. to their exactly. to their funds and they're putting it at a right time in September because it's just after the Venom movie I believe in August uh, or yeah I think the Venom movie is in August and then the Enter Spider Verse is in December so they're putting it right between two big Spider Man. Uh, spinoff films to really keep that Spider-Man hype going and so they're like well why don't we just put out as many Spider-Man branded films that we can and kind of milk the popularity and did I see this right they're doing a Morbius movie yes Jared Jared Leto's about to be Morbius yes and that was actually the next thing is that wow dude right now they are really just kind of doing all these villains and just kind of tossing as many Spider-Man spinoff films as they have because right now they have Morbius and Jared Leto is going to be Morbius we have Venom there is a talks of doing a Mysterio film 
There's already silver and black, which is about sil uh, silver sable and black movies. cat. And now they have silk. They are trying to basically throw as many movies and try and get as much as back as they want. But it's because of these reasons that Sony's film uh, film company has not been making much back on returns when it comes to their films. Yeah. But ultimately, I know, like you're saying, wow, too many spinoffs. And I agree, there's a lot of them, but if it's handled well, if the movies are... It depends quality, It depends on the directors I mean, and the direction right. that each of the films are. Those films do not need no single... Not, not no, they don't need a single movie for themselves, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but... Silver, Silver, Silver and Black does, because Silver, Sable, and Black Cat do deserve a movie together, kind of like a heist thing between females, because those are two real big villains but, but as for sony mm, uh, that movie was like put on hold until like venom comes out but those characters should have been introduced into a spider verse type thing first maybe with silk or whatever right, movie movies is going to fail solely because of jerry leto and then on top of that it, it's not it doesn't have blade in most likely so i'm just saying but but does anybody here trust sony um, no film department I, I no. spider verse you people are trusting him with venom I mean, that's because that's their animated I'm not trusting studio. Oh, okay. So I'm not the only one who hates Venom. No, all right, let's I'm not go. trusting Venom. Oh, I'm just yeah. asking y'all: Do y'all trust Sony? To Sony, do this right? Sony owns Sony owns everything Spider-Man. Or is Sony Movie showing the colors right now, right. saying we want no, all this they money? Own, they you own everything Spider-Man. No, they only own the movie rights. They don't they own got, the merchandising. No, no, they only own the merchandising. What are you talking about? They yeah. own every. They own everything. No, they, they, own don't, no, they, they don't. sold the merchandising back to Disney. Yeah, they but sold. They that. Yeah, that's why Marvel approached Insomniac about doing a Marvel game, and they yeah. were asked what character they would want. That's only why. Just why that to be remember, exclusive. and yeah, Sony paid them for the exclusivity because of the fact that it ties into their to their movie to property. Them, to, yep. And so, remember, Insomniac's independent, so they could have done anything that they wanted, but Sony wanted to throw that cash because look, of the fact that, like, look, Sony's it's Spider-Man. play nice because Sony knows they can, I mean, Marvel can go and buy fucking Spider-Man back if they really need to. So they're just going to play nice and do what they I'm can. I'm just waiting for Sony to mess up something so catastrophically that he had no choice but to sell it back to Marvel. I'm just hoping well, no, no, no. Marvel can so buy it. So somebody has to take it for it, I'm fine with it. Marvel just literally bought back the X-Men and all of Fox right now besides, like, their sports stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Really face off. Well, we'll we'll talk about that later because it, there goes into a lot to it because I had to look through that paperwork because I didn't trust certain videos that were coming out about that and I wanted to break it down myself. <laughs> oh, no, the shit's confirmed though. <laughs> no, no, no. I know that, but what I'm saying is that the way that they present the information is uh, not as mm, transparent as I would like. So that's why I was just like, I have to do it. But yeah, we'll get into yeah, that there's, here. There's, there's a little. There's a lot of underlining things in the, in the contract yeah exactly so anyways but yes sony or sony sold the merchandising rights so basically the character can be used in comics again can be sold as toys can be used in games everything all of that went back to marvel and to disney they own that that's why marvel and disney had to approach uh, a developer that they wanted for the game that's when Sony approached Insomniac and said, hey, we'll throw money at you to make this exclusive to PS4. And they were just like, eh, okay. Hey, you know, we're going to sell so and, 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 and that's why you're, we're seeing all of these, especially all these Spider-Man movies. It's a double-edged double sword, right? Because of the fact that it's what we also saw with, um, what was it? 
was it Paramount? Who who did the uh, Fantastic Four? Was that Universal or was that Paramount? Which uh, one? The recent one? The Fantastic Four. Yeah, because they, they're being held in a different place besides necessarily Fox. I, I want to say it's Paramount. I think, yeah, I think those are owned by Paramount. But what it is is that, one, it's a cash grab because they're riding off, Sony's riding off the popularity of Spider-Man right now. But they're also doing it as within their contract of when Marvel originally sold all the movie rights to all those different companies. Is remember they have to put out a a movie within that time frame. While we had Homecoming, yes, it was still technically went through Marvel and Disney's production. It did not go through Sony Pictures. So that's why Sony is making all these other films. That's why they're doing Venom. That's why they're doing Enter the Spider-Verse. That's why they're doing Silver, Silver and Black. Why they're saying, hey, we'll do a Silk and Morbius movie. They're throwing all these movies out there, whether they're good or bad, because of the fact that they're trying to hold on to the rights. Sounds like a mistake. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of what uh, also... Is- yeah, but it's, it's business. They don't want Mar. I mean, I, I get it. I get shit. it. I get it. But that's come on, that, man. It, like, it's it's business, and and, and it, it sucks, sucks that because it, it sucks drives that the down the character's value suffer. because we saw exactly that with with it's, it's bad that the consumer has to suffer on a business model because they almost have to. But um, and and, and they, they also use it as a out. yeah, they are rushing them out, and they're also using it as a kind of like a. They're basically holding the cards to their chest because of the fact that as long as they put these out, that means that if we want to see more Spider-Man in the MCU and stuff like that in the future, that means Marvel has to approach Sony and they have to work out a deal. So that means I they. Thought they already, I thought Marvel already had a deal with Sony. No, they do, but that's what I'm saying is that for you know it's a certain number of movie projects. Yeah, it's that means after very that after well, those movies, that means if we want to see more Spider-Man or any spider uh, spider person yeah they have to go back to the board so that way they just keep working out these deals and sony keeps getting these royalties and and I, revenue i honestly of, think by, by that time they they probably just gonna buy it off from them so yeah that's why i said sony has to play nice in a way too because Mar- disney can just afford to buy them in a few years real talk because if it's just, I mean, either, either way you look at it like sony made a, a really good profit from to homecoming, be fair, i'm pretty like, sure disney could buy them now like they could, but they like the more, the more, more, the more, more they get money from from uh from a Spider-Man, Disney is going like, you know what? We kind of don't need you no more, Sony. So we were just being nice. Yeah, but just, say like if they like if Sony was to ever decline them, then it would be a problem for Disney because now they like, all right, y'all decline, we just gonna buy that shit. So, exactly, and that's why Ness said they gotta play nice. They got to because yeah, <laughs> they don't get, get with the, the legs swept underneath them. Right. Like, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, the only one of these movies I'm looking forward to is Silk. Yeah, and that, I'm, that's I'm, it. Looking I'm looking forward to Silk. Venom, Venom, uh, I'm looking forward know. to Silk. This Morbius one. Eh. Yeah. Look, yeah, I'm looking thought, forward to Into the Spider-Verse. I am, I'm interested in that one. Into the Spider-Verse, Silk, and then Black and Silver. Or into Silver Spider-Verse is day one. Yeah. The only one I'm actually interested in is Into the Spider-Verse. That's the only one I really care about. I'm still looking forward to Venom. I I am. Like everything else, I really don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, like tr- I trust Tom Hardy because, like I said, Tom Hardy hasn't ever did a movie that he didn't trust but the like, script. I, like Venom can stand on his own, but like all these other villains, I can't. I really can't see. Oh, Morbius cannot stand on his own at all. Maybe Craven, and I know there's talks about doing a Craven the Hunter, 
movie. Craven, Craven definitely can stand by himself. Yeah. Craven, yeah, Craven no, absolutely Craven can. But how, like, the thing is, the way they're going to, I already know how they're going to play Venom in a movie. The way, they, like, you've never seen, like, a straight up, like, like main character just be evil and just do evil shit. So I don't see them making a movie just based off of that. I mean, they could do that with Craven the Hunter, though. But, like, I've never seen a movie that actually done it. With Maybe would have been much better than so. Yo, I will like, add on, this. Going straight even with the movie is uh, it's unheard of. Uh, like, I think. I mean, you have to really think about it. But I mean, for the most part, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, we can't list Deadpool because he's pretty anti-hero. He had, he has done anything. Yeah, he does he's good. He's not fucking but right. but yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's 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 well, done Morbius a lot. Well, Morbius wants to be a good guy. He just messed he up. It, he just does it all wrong. Yeah. But, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I will say this for Silk for the casting. I think an interesting casting would be the chick from Iron Fist. Colleen. Yeah, Colleen? yeah, Jessica yeah. Henwick. That would be an interesting one. I don't know. I don't know who else I could picture them picking though. Other than that, for 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 who? Silk. 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 Oh, like well, who would you like? Like what would you like to see what, them like? What's her, what's her? What's her race? She's Korean. Yeah. yeah. Now Jessica Silk, Henwick Silk. From, from Jessica from Henwick who plays Colleen. She's actually Chinese, but or part Chinese, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, they got better than that. Yeah. Uh, I'd say to play the the female Korean Silk. For actors, I have to just think. Googling here, Korean actresses here. <laughs> You're damn right. Because I can't think of I can't think of one specifically off the top of my head. I'd have to go through some of my old, that's, that's old films. Real. They never gonna pick no Korean actors actress. So like, no. If they do not do Silk with a proper Korean actress who's blatantly st- Korean, like they would never hear the fucking end of it. I'm just, just, I'm just like, I'm just like, you be real. They're, they're not gonna do that. Hold I on, mean, hold on. I mean, like, we, that's like you saying if they didn't pick somebody from Africa to play T'Challa when they got Chadwick Boseman. So hold on, wait, hold on a second. Well, that's the MCU. But to be fair, Sony <laughs> got in a lot of controversy for uh, email, so I think they're gonna really be careful here and uh, do the right thing. <laughs> but but <laughs> T'Challa had had experience because of a previous film that he did where he. Where he studied and and learned in Africa, like, fair enough. He, he, he's not. He's but like Chadwick is not from Africa. So. Oh no, he's not. He's not from Africa. But I'm saying that when he when he was approached about it or when he auditioned for it, he oh, had yeah. he did yeah, a no. previous he did a previous movie where he where he studied for his part in Africa and he played an African in, in a previous movie. But oh, yeah, you know, message from the king, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he he understood what he was doing. He had that that background. But yeah, he's not African. But that that's just one of those things. It's the same as for the fact that they that they say they want to do a uh, that they confirmed that with along with Captain Marvel they want to do a Miss Marvel based on the current running Miss Marvel uh, that we have in the comics, which is Kala Khan, who is uh, who is Middle Eastern. If they don't have someone who's Middle Eastern 
uh, especially Muslim, you know, that's going to throw a lot of people. If you put like so, a white girl in that, in that aspect, I, they're going to be like, totally, what I, the hell? I totally understand. Like they could find uh, a Middle Eastern for, for like uh, Miss Marvel. But like the thing about like, you know, like being Asian in, in the film industry, they don't care what type of Asian you are. That's true. That is true, though. So I don't see them going straight Korean. They just going to find anybody that's that's Asian. And just try to throw them in a row, or part Asian. I think there's one who I who I would who I would think of. I have to remember her name because she was in a movie I recently watched. She was in uh, Reborn, uh, real badass and real slender, kind of like Silk is. So I think that she would be a good part. I'd have to find her name. I have to rewatch the movie. But yeah, uh, it's just going to be a real tough time uh, for that aspect. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, the way it is. So it right now, Sony's just kind of just throwing as many things as they can that stick. And honestly, not all of them are going to land at all because most of the characters they're using are characters that can't hold their own movie. At least two of them, anyways. Venom and and Craven definitely can, as well as Silk. And with them doing Silver and Black with Silver Sable and Black Cat, those two together would be a perfect movie. But Morbius on his own and Mysterio uh, on his own, no, they won't be able to. And plus, uh, Mysterio's going to be in his Hall Hall do a real good Mysterio, but like I don't need a full yeah. movie. Exactly. So it's weird because he's going to be the Homecoming sequel villain. Yes, that's that's true too because of the fact that we have confirmed that there's going to be two separate Mysterios. Just what? like there's, there's like three different fucking jokers that we have right now. Because we're having tripping, man. What what is going on? They That's, need to stop. Well, it. no, it's not. It's not that bad. They could be working together or whatever. Mm, no, they're not. Oh, okay. So it's like the Sony Mysterious is completely different. Yep. Oh, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. It's just like with I Joaquin. There's like two villains in the movie that are, go by Mysterio. I mean, they could get away with that because Mysterio has had multiple people. Known to do that shit. Yeah, well, yeah, there's been multiple people who have carried the mantle of Mysterio, but that that's going to be a big stretch with, with, like, they're going to have to do, like, alternate universe, like, BS, like they're already doing to really get that working. But right now, it's, it, it's, not, it's, it's not good. At all. Like I said, someone's just kind of throwing stuff at it. Well, you know, they need they need that money for their film, they film side. So. Yeah. And speaking of Spider-Man and Mysterio, I'm glad that you mentioned it, uh, Neff, that Mysterio is now confirmed for the new villain in the new Spider-Man film, which is the sequel to Homecoming, which so far we know is far from home, but I believe that that is not the actual title. Because yeah. one, we know how it is with uh, young Holland and Marvel and him with the scripts and things of that sort. So I would definitely believe that it, that what they gave him, what he showed off, is just a throwaway, and that the title is going to be something else. Mm-hmm. And, I still, uh, I still think that it's going to be w- what was reported before, which was Spider-Man Field Trip. Oh, gross. I, I I honestly I, I honestly think that might be that. true. That really might be true. That really might be true. 
Yeah, I, I really heavily believe that it's going to be a field trip because it would make sense with everything that is. Because as far as we know as a movie is that they are going to like this big conference with the academic decathlon and it is international. So they are going on a field trip. So it is it does make sense in the in the aspect of the the high school theme that they that they put into it, as well as it ties into the to the movie's overall theme. So I, I would definitely see that still being the uh, true rumor title. But as far as we know, it's far from home. But I, I would, knowing with what we've seen of Tom Holland in the past about them not letting him have anything because he leaks it all, because uh, he is his nickname is Spoiler Man, you know, they're not going to give him the title of the script and the script at the same time. So... I'm, yeah, I'm like, saying, well, like, the shit they did to him in Infinity War by making him shoot three different endings and she confused the fuck out of him. Yeah, they didn't uh, even they, they didn't even let him like know anything else and like he couldn't even talk to anyone else except for uh except what we know of him working with Benedict Cumberpatch during all interviews. He didn't get to talk to <laughs> anyone else who did a separate act of the movie and what they were doing, so he didn't know. <laughs> You do know, you guys know that he spoiled um, Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom for um, Chris Pratt? Yeah. That yeah. man needs keep his mouth. Yeah, that, that poor kid. I mean, he's 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 the same age as, as, as I am. Or maybe just, no, yeah, he's the same age. I believe he's 23 or 24. I, I know, but he just looks like a kid. <laughs> like, I, yes. Yeah, he really does look like a kid. No, no, no. No, I'm wrong. He's younger. I believe he's 19. He's really? younger than us. Yeah. Because that's why they said that he would be perfect for the high school, and that he actually went into a, a public school, and 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 studied there while he was while he was uh, learning his part and everything because he was trying to fit in in a in a an actual school environment because he he's twenty two. Okay, I think when he was rec- when he was doing homecoming, he was nineteen. Yeah, at the he time. was nineteen. Yeah. Yep. So so yeah, he's the same age as as you and I, Ned. Yeah. But yeah, like. He's he's just an excited young guy like us. We when we get excited, you know, especially Op, who's spoiled multiple things. He can't help but say talk about it. As well, yeah, but yes, we do know now that Mysterio is the villain, and that it has been confirmed that Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be cast as cast as Mysterio, even though Kevin Feige doesn't want to say anything. Yeah. Every other has confirmed that Jake Gyllenhaal will be playing Mysterio. And I honestly really like Jake Gyllenhaal. I do. Everyone hates on the boy. I, I really enjoy I his think he pulled off. Yeah, he's a great dramatic actor. And and he does have a... a That's Mysterio. A, yeah, exactly. He has He's a dramatic actor and has that visual flair. Nightcrawler. Yeah, Nightcrawler was phenomenal. Has anyone also seen Southpaw? I really loved him in Southpaw, that boxing film. But oh, maybe yeah, that's that, amazing, too. Oh, yeah, that, was that was a good movie. Yeah, exactly. Like he really can. People just don't give him enough credit. Like, yeah, he's done some some bad films, but he really does is is a very talented actor. And I think what we're gonna see out of Mysterio, I think he was like, he's absolutely good for that role. Just kind of like what we saw with Michael Keaton as the Vulture. That was a phenomenal casting. Yeah, like but, when um, they. What was that? I was gonna say, like they said when with Michael Keaton when he first appears as the Vulture and attacks Spider-Man, it was straight out of a horror movie. I was like, dude, holy shit, yeah, it was. Yeah. 
They like they did that so perfect because like we all can create the vulture look like complete garbage in the actual comics. Because I know you want this nostalgia or whatever, but just, it's because it the bad. fact that the vulture didn't have any powers. He was just an old man in a wingsuit and could somehow fly. I'm rereading Superior Spider Man. It's so awesome how they do the vulture in that because like he basically calls out like we always went easy on you because you're just an old man. But um, the way they translated that to that live action movie, they're like. Okay, that would look terrible. So we're gonna put him in this cool suit, and it works. Like it has like the like whole uh, feather thing around his neck and everything, and like he has a good motivation. Oh yeah, so dude, and that great. his helmet, dude. That that like yes, that uh, that it was menacing because it looked like the eye straight out of fucking Sam Fisher's uh, night vision goggles, but the helmet itself was very based on what we would see in fighter pilots because it had the the breather mask. Yeah, it made sense. To, to everything, yeah. So it was like badass the way that they fully designed it because it was very realistic, but still very uh, reminiscent of his original design. So it was amazing what they did. So I'm I'm ex- excited to see what they do with Mysterio because everyone jokes about Mysterio because he just wears a giant fishbowl on his head and there's just smoke in that it. reference. Yeah, but I um, think we're I think we're gonna see a redesign for him. But it's going to be interesting because they've done real great with the redesigns of characters, but still paying homage to their original design. Because even look at what they did with the Shocker. Like, I really like the Shocker design. That was because, cool. Yeah, because he was wearing the jacket and it looked like the old, like, like embroidered leathery gloves that, that he had been wearing besides the, the gauntlets. And he's just like, here, use these. And it was just the, the straight up gauntlets and it just went with his jacket. So it yeah, didn't look like it was too far fetched of how his design would be. And it looks like uh, he might even evolve that suit. Like, that was like a good first suit. Maybe he'll get something better as the movies go on. And even Mysterio, I think they're going to try to make him a lot more creepy and more mysterious. Uh, his name is Mysterio. But have you guys heard the theory that this Spider Man movie might introduce a new Marvel hero? Have you ever heard of uh, Captain Britain? Yep. I know Captain Britain. Yeah, there's. Uh, there's a lot of theories that this Spider-Man movie might actually introduce him. They might be going to London or whatever. And um, Kevin Feige has been teasing Captain Britain for a while. And supposedly the reason Captain Britain hasn't been shown yet is because they wanted to move to where, what movie he would be introduced in. And it makes sense for him to come in uh, Spider-Man. And, you know, that'll be a part of Marvel Phase 4. As they said, they're going to change things up quite a bit. And Captain Britain could be a character that could be very different. From what we're like used to, and it's just a different spin. What do you guys think? Yo, um, can you tell me a little about um, Captain Brand a little bit? How pivotal is he, like in the Marvel comics? Yeah, Captain that's America Brand take over. Okay, cool. Captain America Brand, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. really what it is. Or Mary, then. Yeah, but still, a new spin like that'll be the oh, yeah. new it's, Captain it's cool. America. It's cool. It's, I just hope he doesn't have that 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 outfit. That's it. Oh yeah, they're gonna have to do something about that outfit. I mean, look what they do with Captain America and his outfit, how it evolved from, like, the first Avenger up until now. So, well, like, they, they, they went off a lot of the Ultimate Universe stuff, because the Ultimate Universe, it fucking nails designs. Let me tell you right now. Better. Much they better, are actually. just superior designs of that Ultimate section. Yeah, uh, they, they really are. Is this Stormbreaker from Ultimate Universe? Or it's, like, uh, it's basically yes. Mjolnir. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, no, because there, there's... There... They take a lot from Ultimate Universe. They take a lot yeah, well, there there's also the 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 ultimate Mjolnir, which is the the design of the hammer, but the name Stormbreaker was from from uh from the Ultimate Universe from uh why can't I think Beta Ray Bill? 
So that's named his hammer then. Yeah, Beta Ray Bills okay. is is named Stormbreaker or uh, Jorgen Mindstone, uh, which is the the Norse pronunciation or something like that. But yeah, Stormbreaker was Beta Ray Bills, but his was a double. Uh, think of like a ball hammer if you know what those are. How they yeah. have that like round middle and then it dips and then it makes the two bald ends. That was Beta Ray Bill's design. But Ultimate Mjolnir is the blade and then the hammer on, on another side. It would be dope to see Great Britain though. I like to see the Excalibur sword. So yeah. it wasn't Beta Ray T's like one of the Guardians movie it was the first No, it movie. wasn't. Yeah, it was and you know it was with Ragnarok as well. Yep. So okay. interesting. He's coming. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so he's just gonna be a cameo. That's it. Yeah, I was thinking like if Thor uh, died in like um, Avengers Four, they use him to replace him then. But you know, he survived. Yeah, that. and if they don't use Beta Ray Bill, I'm totally fine with the Valkyrie Thor because that sounds fucking awesome. Oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be something interesting that that we're gonna see out of that. But um, kind of along with that, uh, the last thing that 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 we're gonna kind of bring up um, with that. As 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 we say to DC, uh, mm-hmm. Titans live action. They yep. recently renounced, uh, showed off Robin's costume, and when they showed off Robin's costume, my God, is it actually more akin to the Robin that we saw in the Teen Titans TV show, and actually looks decent. It doesn't look like some dog shit. I have not seen such positive reception to anything Robin in my life. Like, people are like, holy shit, they actually made Robin look kind of cool. Yeah. Like, like, that's how good they did there. Yeah. So, it's definitely still possible what we what we saw from from the others, from the Titans, on, on what they're going to do um, until we get some confirmation. What we've seen previously is still horrid. But I have high hopes with now, or a little bit more hope, anyways, with what we saw of Robin. But the Titans Live series, real quick, is that it is going to kick off their DC Universe live streaming service that uh, Warner Brothers is doing. And that along with it, yeah, along with it, they're also going to add all their comics. Uh, they start a thousand, I believe. Yeah, they're going to have over a thousand. I believe it's going to go all from Rebirth to uh new 52 uh as well as it's i believe all different uh yeah uh well the rebirth is the most recent one rebirth is the current running story arc okay. it's gonna be that it's gonna have the new 52 i believe as well for you soul it's gonna have the bat uh the metal uh event i think it's gonna be in there as well as some of the more recent storylines from post-crisis so it's gonna be inter- it's gonna be interesting what they have in there. Um, so um, with all that, you know, it's kind of looking up a little bit more for Warner Brothers live actions. I mean, it's still not CW level with the Arrowverse, but we're gonna kind of see what they can do here, and hopefully, T- Titans turns it around. But you know, we're gonna have to wait until we see the rest of the character designs because they're gonna have Ravens and Beast Boys and Starfires, or as Super G always calls her, that she's not an alien, that's a sister. And um, what we're gonna see for uh, Cyborg. Well, I think this is a CG so, with all so of this. Because from what I was saying, uh, what I'm about to say is, um, there there's been like leaks of like you know like uh casting calls and stuff like that, um. 
it's probably going to be, like, more rated. I think it's going to be, like, close to being, like, rated R, probably. It's a, it's heavy and cursing and stuff like that. What's after? What's, what's before rated R? PG-13? Yeah. Like PG thirteen pushed his limits pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pushed to his limit because it's a lot. It's like it's f bombs and everything. Yeah, as long as they do have a good Deathstroke villain or something like that or someone like him, I'm all for it. Slade, Slade. This is a this is a complete opposite of Teen Titans Go, so I'm already down for it. Look, we both know that the music in that show is too good for that show. It is. It too is. Did you see the trailer for for the movie? Yeah. That is too yeah. self-aware for its for its own good, and it hey, should I, not be that good. I actually like that King Titan Go trailer. It was really good. I like that. Yeah, I know. It, I, yeah, I, I, I you want to watch the show. Almost. Yeah. Uh, almost, almost. I'm just yeah. buying a ticket to that fucking movie and not seeing it, just to support it and get my <laughs> real Teen Titans back. Oh, so he worry about a CGI oh, for Teen Titans. We got Young Justice. Yeah. We're static talk. Yeah. So it's yeah. better. Young Justice was its own thing, though. Teen, teen Titans was a little different. Oh, well, we should be seeing Young Justice here in the next few months. Yeah, Young Justice, they advertised that in there. Yeah. But. The last thing that we're going to talk about real quick before we get out is the Fox and Disney merger because I want to clear up the information here. So I, I did look into this and and go go through some of the many different websites as well as kind of breaking down with some of the facts and statements that were coming out. So where it is is that, one, while Comcast can keep trying to uh, make a bid, they are, really they, are, they are nowhere as far along in the process, nor cleared as Disney and Fox are currently. But what happened was that we knew that one of the biggest things is that, that it was going to be slowed down because of the fact that it had to clear certain aspects with both the FTC for the Federal Trade Commission because it had to clear up this information to make sure that it wasn't overstepping its bounds and creating a monopoly as well as it also had to clear it through the department of justice to make sure there is fair competition so originally the deal was that disney was going to buy everything but when when the the bidding came in through comcast after buying sky network uh in Europe and everything else, it added a lot more scrutiny, and they had to definitely ensure there was no monopolies being made, uh, as well as uh, kind of adding on time. So what happened was over the past few months, as th- we've seen Disney kind of increase the bid after Comcast, they had to sit down with the with the Fox execs as well as the Disney execs, and they also had to set sit down with the. De- uh, representative from the Department of Justice and the FTC to go through the contract to ensure that all assets that are being sold and transferred over do not cause any sort of monopoly. And at first, they were going to and not allow the purchase because of the fact that Disney was buying all aspects of Fox, which is their uh, news networks, their sports networks, all studios and assets, and all that. But because of the fact that Disney already through ABC owns ESPN and yep. they were going to buy Fox's news networks as well as their sports networks for Fox Sports, they stated that it would have created a monopoly for sports because of the fact that 
ESPN and Fox Sports are the two biggest right now, and them being under the same company wouldn't be, create fair competition for variety. So they were either going to – originally Disney was going to drop and only buy certain studios and assets, but then they were able to work out currently a deal with Fox that was approved by the Department of Justice is that they would be able to purchase all uh, – purchase all the studios all of fox their news networks their sports networks and their uh film studios and assets but as soon as they finalize it and clear it they would have to immediately under supervision sell the the sports networks to other companies and put them up for open bid as to not to create an a monopoly as well as to make it open so that one anyone can use the current standing fox uh sports networks and use them under their own umbrella yeah, and they got 90 days to do that. Yeah, so under those 90 days, they will be uh, supervised during that sale process, I believe, by a, mem a representative of the FTC to ensure that within those 90 days, they do sell off the sports networks. So as to meet the conditions of the deal for the $72 billion uh, acquisition of Fox's assets. So right now, we will see the finalization of that deal more than likely around December of mm -hmm. next year um, because of the fact that they did get cleared that everything that was being offered, traded, and, and all priced out was approved by both the FCC and the Department of Justice. So we do know that, that it already is further along in the process than Comcast is because they are still trying to make a current bid. And I believe that Disney's is 20, no, 30 million, 30 billion in cash and liquid cash, and then 40 billion dollars worth of shares in Disney stock. Comcast about to throw 100 billion cash straight down. <laughs> <No. laughs> Even it doesn't if it, matter, though. Yeah, because 40 billion dollars worth of Disney stock is worth way more than liquid cash. That'll be, that'll go into nothing. Because the it's price of just how far along they are. Fox can't yeah. just wait forever on this shit. Exactly. Hey, run it back though, real quick. Who which company has to sell their sports? Uh after, Disney after basically Disney, sell the Fox shit. Yeah. The Fox Sports shit. After Disney acquires Foxes and, and finalizes the deal next. Then they have year. to sell Fox Sports. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah. You can't they, have Mickey Mouse enslaving us, man. It's yeah. too much. Well, good. Yep. I mean and better especially, than fucking Comcast. As a sports fan, because I'm always probably I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, because of the <laughs> fact that right now Disney owns ESPN, and we've seen ESPN right. with their right. sports as well as them also being active with the um, esports leagues, um, kind of supporting that. But Fox News sticks to tradition, or Fox Sports sticks to traditional sports, um, and then putting both of the two biggest competing uh, sports networks under the same umbrella would cause uh, a massive monopoly uh, on the sports networks because there's not as many big as those two that have the amount of attention as those two. Yeah. So, so but at the end of the day, I mean, I think that's a win for Disney because the sports was probably one of the least of their worries out of this whole deal. Yeah. At this point, it, it would be because they are on ESPN, so why, why have more? You already have it. With yeah, like they don't even mind the competition. I think they, they're they just amazed to get like everything else with Fox. Like, that's a yeah. huge plus to what they're trying to launch with their streaming platform soon. Exactly. But um, you know, speaking of that, bloody. So, you know, they 
basically brought up Fox. I'm just being abrupt. I know things are going to happen. Things are going to be moved around, but they more or less have Fox right now. So, what do you do? You think they're going to keep everything? Or are they going to start selling off certain properties? Like, in my opinion, I doubt they'll keep the Predator or Alien IP. I think that's going to go away. What else do you guys, the whole panel, think they're going to do with the whole Fox thing? What properties do you think they're going to get rid of? Um, you know, get rid of they're they're going to keep. You know, they wanted most of those of those things because think about this is that fox owned the original movie rights especially to the original star wars which is what they wanted the biggest yeah. things as well as uh certain older films that are under disney that that went through fox yeah i agree that with that trying to get. but some of the more mature film uh yeah, like series Predator and franchise Indian. and all them i don't think they're gonna they're they're gonna get rid of them because of the fact that those have too much they have too much history as well as still a lot of work, especially with the new Predator film coming out. With with the attention that that's getting with it going very back to what made Predator Predator and, and knowing the new uh, direction that they're kind of wanting to do with it. It is going to go through their studio that does do their R-rated films, similar to what we would see with... Um, with uh, Deadpool. When Deadpool comes over, it's going to be a part of the Marvel Universe without a doubt, but it is going to be not go showing the Disney logo like we see on the current ones. No, it's going to go through their their subsidiary that does all the R-rated and does the production for that, which is still funded by them. It just doesn't have their name. Okay. Didn't, uh, didn't Ryan Reynolds say he didn't really want to make more Deadpool movies? No, he says he wants to. He's just not going to do another. He's not going to do another numbered film. He's not going to do Deadpool three. Oh. He, the next one that he's going to be focusing on is the X Force movie. Yeah, that's basically what, X Force is the new franchise. That that's why he was. That's why he made the joke, even in the trailers and in the movie, is that you know he's like, Man, we don't even need a third movie. He's like, yeah, if we stop at two, then we hit this right spot. He's just like, <laughs> just skip straight into the next thing, and that's why they're saying the next thing is going to be X Force because of the fact that they're not going to do Deadpool three, even though X Force is basically Deadpool three. I just get worried, maybe because I'm a fanboy of like some of those properties, but like Alien, it like it needs to just not be with anything related to Fox, because like uh, who who fuck who made the original Alien again? Uh, come on, Rick. Really, like his whole vision with the Alien property is fucking trash. Get that shit away from that man and give it to like some studio that can salvage that shit. Because yeah, Prometheus and the sequel were trash. Yeah, Scott Ridley. Yeah, he just needs to be away from that franchise. And um, the Predator, I'll have to see how that movie turns out. But the first trailer, not very good. The second one, better. Look, look, the, the, see, the first trailer that y'all saw was different than what I saw because I saw the first trailer kind of talking about the mercenaries going with this dude. And then we saw the expansion of that in the new trailer that came out earlier yeah, this week. And I was just like, good. I was like, I knew I wasn't fucking imagining this shit and people were talking not, about something totally different. I'm not rocking with that synopsis. I'm not rocking with that at all. Uh, have you seen the second trailer? I've seen the second trailer where they had a super... <laughs> uh, there's, there's like a Red Band trailer that's really good. Yeah. Dude, they that... that super yeah, well, they explained what it was is that they've been they've been conquering the stars and other planets and building the ultimate predator that's made from dna of other predators 
So it's a yeah, predator that, that's very predator. If you ever read the comics or whatever, that's the type of shit they do. Exactly. So we're seeing the ultimate predator, which is them and fused with the a- DNA of other aliens. Yeah, that's cool and all, but I'm not rocking with the little kid synopsis. That is yeah, I, I get that, but I have to see how the movie turns out Yo, rather than see, just judge it but, on that synopsis. Yeah, nah, man, dude, that that new ah, uh, dude, that new ultimate predator looks so badass. Nick, yeah. what do you think uh, about it, it? It's going back to what made Predator Predator. I like that. Yeah. Nick, you got any thoughts on this? All right, good talk, good talk. Up, you over there been quiet for a while. Why are you frauding and hiding? Get out here. Damn, it's just me, you, and Soul. But, um, my bad, bro. My bad. Oh, there you go. I'm sorry, sorry. I had, to, I had to handle some stuff. My bad. Oh, that's say Both of y'all be frauding right now. I am fraud and sorry, my kids were just they're doing nuts right now. Sorry. What made Predator great was the survival aspect of trying to survive against Predator. Predator, right? Yeah, that's what this movie's getting at. Yeah, because because uh, the, the, the I don't know. The Ranger Squad is being hunted by the Predator, dude. Yeah, about to say they're getting fucked by mo- it literally grabbed uh other Predator and killed him. Yeah, that ultimate predator. Well, the first one was like looking at the ranger and had him choke. You see him like punch straight through the wall and just like choke the other one straight out. And just murdered him. I'm like, shit. Nick, what, yeah. Nick what are your thoughts on the predator trailer? Uh, it looks fire, and I'm going to be watching this one for sure. Um, I, I've only seen the first predator. Um, and I'm, like the only other predator I've seen. Like, so true. Alien versus Predator. Like I remember back, like back in high school when that oh, came out. A- no, AVP one was good. The second one, Requiem, was ass. Yeah. Um. So, as far as I've just been waiting for them to actually come out with a new one and have it done right. And so I'm actually have my eye on this one. So I'm interested. I'm very interested in this one. It looks. It looks like it's gonna be dope. All right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I, I'm just worried with the way Disney might handle them in the future, but I'll have to wait and see. Like I said, it's gonna go under under their their other studio that that does that, and and with the way that they've been funding their their movies and stuff, it's gonna be fine. Like while we may have talked about how bad you know a wrinkle in time was, the people who did see it said it was <laughs> enjoyable and really did do the it's book. Enjoyable. It, I mean, it's it's for kids. Let's be honest. That movie yeah, was for I, the I kids. Yeah, I know. It's just Black Panther just murdered that movie. Yeah. Boy, but I mean, Black Panther uh, destroyed every inch of that movie. It's so sad. Dude, no. Black Panther destroyed everything within the time frame of nearly three months. Let's be honest. Black Panther True. was affecting fucking Infinity months. War. That's how bad it was. Uh, well, I don't know. On it forever. I don't have no faith in the, the party movie. If it's good, I'll say it's good when I, I watch it, but I just have no faith. He'll eat that crow at that time. But only concern with movie is just what Saul said earlier. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. But yeah, my biggest issue is the kids at the beginning. Like, he pressed the button, comes crashing on the earth. That's the only issue with that scene so far. Everything else looks pretty okay. interesting, especially like, in Choke Slam the Under Predator. You see, okay, you as far as I remember, I don't think I've ever seen two of them fight before the movie. Maybe a little bit in like one of the um, more recent ones, but I can't remember. What was that? What? We fought uh, an alien for the alien. I mean, a predator for the predator and requiem. That movie. <laughs> yeah. okay. so I don't remember that one. I, I saw. I remember that one, but yeah, AVP are so bad. Hey, I'll admit the predator alien was fucking cool, but everything else. Oh, was dude, yeah, the the predator alien was like badass designed. I like that. Like, my, my, 
my gripe with this new uh, Predator movie is I think that scene is going to be like very towards the end, like really towards the end. I don't know. I think it's going to be more. I'll, like I'll wait and watch the movie. The second trailer got me. Yeah. They need to introduce Super Predator early. early. I think they, that's the, what they're going to be doing. There's too many comedians in this movie for me, too. That's the other thing I got with this. Too many comedians. Okay. It, it has uh, Killmonger's dead. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Right, so, somehow. Wait, I got a question. Did uh, did Danny Glover pass? Or is he still alive? Oops. Wait, what? Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Wait, what happened to him? No, I'm just saying, did he pass? Because I've never seen him, like, ever, like, play like a guest in any of these movies because I swear he was in like the second one right oh I thought he even died in real life like wait whoa what's going on <laughs> he was Y'all in the second what he was in the second uh, Predator wasn't he he was the cop oh you're talking about the New York Predator movie yeah I don't yeah I doubt he's in this one at all uh Danny Glover's still alive okay I would say it would be dope just to have him in there because he knows information about it, and they let him go because they saw he was a warrior. Yeah, that would that would be cool to do. We'll we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> do it. Anytime, all I think about is Arnold Schwarzenegger going, "Do it." Yeah. Uh, come on, but the it. alien property is better than Predator. I said it. Say what? Whoa! <laughs> That's Aliens are the predator, movie wise. That is facts. That is definitely facts. Movie wise, yeah, it's facts. But that's because no one's done Predator in like years. Let's be honest. Every no, they, Alien had two they, terrible they, movies. Yeah, it did terrible. Every time they tried, it did terrible. Look, Aliens was good. The Aliens three was bad. Prometheus was good. Covenant was bad. Yeah. But that franchise is still better than Predator. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. fighting words. Predator 1 was good. Predator 2 didn't quite hit it. Like uh, Something was off about that movie to me. Like they, they, and they then they had facts. Predators. They have facts on their side, though. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Hashtag Touchstone. facts. Touchstone Pictures, that's what it was. Touchstone Pictures and Hollywood Pictures is the is Disney's other studio and distributor that they use for their R-rated films. Can you give me an example? Like, I can't think of any. Um, The Black Hole, back in 1979. Okay, yeah, there we go. As well as Takedown, which is another one. But yeah, that's more than likely where we will see some of the more mature storylines within the MCU and stuff like that kind of take place. But yeah, I think we've uh, we done hit everything for once and not completely just skipped over everything. <laughs> so it was a good it was a good thing. Well, when nobody has any answers. <laughs> no one has it. We sped through quite a few because no one knew anything to talk about. Just saying, frauds. <clears throat> I mean, you uh, can hate all you want. <laughs> look, man. But. No, it it was like I said, man. Today was it was a really good time. We we got a lot of the big things that we got to 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 go into some stuff that not a lot of people knew, and kind of give more on that. And actually, Neth was actually able to make some small contributions here and there. I know, I'm so proud. I know you should be, but as always, you know, it's it, it was a real good show. That's all I could say. And Nick, man, it's always good having you out here. Tell them where they can find you at, man. 
Oh man, you can find me. You know, y'all know where to find me. I've been on here multiple times. Y'all know where to find me, Nintendo Direct. But I do know this much: I do have a new Twitch channel that I'm streaming. I just hit affiliate a week ago, so that that's the big one. That's the big one. Go check that one out. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash Nintendo Direct. Uh, the I in Direct is a number one. Um, and just go check that out. And 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 I'll go ahead go over there and hit that follow button. I think I'm one away from a hundred, so let's 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 uh let's hit that one hundred. <laughs> yes. And to everyone else watching, do make sure to follow him on Twitter. His information will be down below. I'll make sure to update that as well as follow all of us as well. Also, to be watching my Twitter here over the next few days, and I'm going to be tweeting out information and post up a video here about the giveaway we're doing with some of the swag that we were able to receive from E3, as well as with a little special prize that's being procured by our boy Super G. So we're going to make sure that uh, we have all that information for you on all of our stuff to give away. So do be looking out for that. So uh, we'll be announcing that here shortly on the channel, as well as you want to be following all of us and looking for that extra information. So from all of us here at the United States of Smash, we'll see you next time, guys. Peace out. United and check States you later. Of Smash. <laughs>